This podcast is brought to you by The Pod Tower, hosted by the Watchtower database. Visit youtube.com slash thepodtower for informative, hilarious DC animation-themed podcasts and live streams every week. And check out the Watchtower database for DCAU video essays, timelines, fan theories, and more. And please, enjoy the show. Is nothing because I'm counting the age. You shouldn't be scared. No, I'm good. Oh, shit. Under each snare. Intangible. Good you didn't think so. I commend you to. Panoramic view. Look, I'll make it all manageable. Pick and choose. Sit and lose. All your different crews. Chicks and dudes. Who you think is really kicking tunes? Picture you getting down in a prison, too. Lucky with the You think you're picture no mystical? Maybe spiritual? Hero viewers. you to clean your view when you're too. Crazy. Oh, life was a oh, for what life is. Price is to you because I put you on the height. If you like it, God smoke is right just with one tone. Psychic among those possessed you with one blow. That's how we're starting this one. I don't know about Yeah, whatever. I'm copyright. Claim on this. The essence, the basics. Just do that loop until we come up with something. Yeah. Every time. Hello. We are the Chaos Good Brothers. Good people. The <laughs> Chaos Brothers. And we went to bed after two and we got up. I heard you starting at eight. Yeah. Well, my brain woke me up like five minutes before my alarm. And I had told you the night before, like, I apologize for whatever the alarm is. I've never set an alarm on this new phone. Yeah. And then it was this weird little twinkly baby nursery rhyme sounding bullshit. And you just were like complaining from the other room or something. What the fuck is that? That's the stupidest alarm I've ever heard. I'm offended by your alarm. Welcome to episode 98 of Jump on the Bandwagon. That's a lot of episodes. Just imagining this sitting here for the first one and thinking like, oh, 98. I was... I, now, where were you? Ninety-eight. Episodes listener ago. can check me on this, and because I I'm might check you on, I this. might be wrong. But but so I'm gonna check your butt today. We're doing a two-part episode as one episode, and we've mm-hmm. done that one uh, one other time. No, <laughs> we did last son of Krypton. It's already fucked up. So yeah. I was thinking we did Shadow of the Bat. Yeah, one part, through, one, one through two, two, and now we're doing another one through two, which. If that was just, if that's all it was, that would mean that today is is our 100th episode that we're watching, but not the 100th episode of the podcast. But it's we've already watched 100 episodes of the DCAU. It's already how, happened. Actually, what? if you want to go back on this, like the lost episode is kind of not technically And Mask of the Phantasm, yeah. So we're like 99. We're so far into it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, I don't, those, those both count. Those both re- rewind the number a little bit. I don't know. I'm James. We're around 100 somewhere. Uh, the Watchtower Database YouTube channel. I'm here to show my good buddy, Brian. And I'm Brian. I'm around 100. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is Brian. He's 100 years or somewhere in there. I uh, have a cursed my, micro SD card, it turns out. Yeah, I had to go buy a new one from Walgreens. Also, we're just kind of like working on faith that this one's 
Correct. It hasn't given us any sign that it wouldn't be. We'll check it at the break. Look, listener, we Look, have listen. a special guest today. I won't say who it is quite yet, but you obviously know because it's in the title and everything I you posted about this said episode. It at the end of but, last week's episode. Shh, but uh, <laughs> we put in the SD card from the rest of the episodes this weekend and saw, because we're just doing a bunch at once and saw that there was only like an hour and 40 minutes left. And we're like, that's not enough time for this person to talk. They like to talk in a good way. We like to hear them listen to what they're saying. So I w- went to clear off Brian's SD card, and it was just giving us all of the problems. The, I, I've never it wouldn't ex- format, it wouldn't delete anything. Uh, yeah, I like <laughs> painstakingly went through. I'm like, okay, we're gonna take everything off of this card. It was like my old like cell phone card, yeah. and it was like, okay, delete everything. Cool, put it in the in the, the recording slot. board. <laughs> the recording thing. board. This that and uh, it was like you don't have as much time as you should we're like that's yeah. weird and why I, is it so full yeah, yeah and i like put it back in i'm like oh it must not have deleted properly i'll yeah. do it again <laughs> same problem well you know what i'm just gonna format the thing i was watching a nerd sync video for like half an hour while brian's just oh, yeah. sitting over there squinting and going what the fuck yeah under his and, breath. <laughs> and it just like and it, i just kept like trying to format it in different ways it was just like cool perfectly formatted give yeah. it to james nah. <laughs> nope <laughs> i don't know what this is so yeah i woke up early enough to go to walgreens greens and buy a new 128 gigabyte <laughs> card for this so now it says 17 hours plus <laughs> like as if yeah. it can it's like i don't know man there's just so much room so i think that's at least enough for uh, dan reba to talk to us today who who well actually we got we have two cool things uh happening in this podcast and one of them we still forgot to grab out of the fridge doing it doing it now while you while you do that i'll say that uh i'm here to show my good buddy brian the entire dc animated universe from start to finish for the very first time in the controversial air date order so that he may view these shows the way human beings experienced them in the far gone days of the 1900s we recommend that you watch today's dcau episodes before listening to this podcast to get the full experience out of our discussion i can't make you do that but i can make brian do that at the time of this recording superman uh it's 9:53 a.m Superman the Animated Series is streaming on Max and available on DVD and Blu-ray. Today we're watching Blasts from the Past Parts 1 through 2. And guess what, listener? There's two types. We got a a Canadian delivery here. (laughs) It's a good old handful of little mini jugs of yop. They sound like this. Maybe don't do that in the podcast. That's what good yap sounds like. <laughs> yeah, we got some actual yap. Uh, Yo play yogurt drink from Canada. It's a dream come true. We were much more excited about it before, but it's 9.53 a.m. <laughs> I have strawberry, banana. And strawberry. And, oh, and just strawberry, strawberry. This is the beginning of S-Test Season 2. Part 1. Please don't do this. Part, <laughs> part 1. Aired Monday, September 8th, 1997. So we're already skipping mm. the last quarter of 1997. Nice. Uh, so we're going to have like a three episode long <laughs> No, it it's actually goes for a little while. Uh, at 4.30 p.m. on The WB. And part two aired the next day, Tuesday, September 9th, 1997, 4.30 p.m. on The WB. We skipped a little under seven months. <laughs> wow. Uh, what part- do you think about that DVD and Blu-ray? Look at how cute and fuzzy she is. I see, it's so weird. DVDs and Blu-rays wouldn't have fuzz normally, you would think. Part one aired number 14 and produced number 14. 
Part 2 aired number 15 and produced number 17. Two episodes in between. Don't for some love reason, that. Like the main man. Don't know why. This was written by Robert Goodman, who previously wrote Feeding Time. Directed by Dan Reba. Previously directed 10 episodes of BTAS, as well as Lesak Parts 1 and 3, and The Main Man Parts 1 through 2. I'm never going to get over that. Lesak? No, the fact that Dan Reba wants to talk to us. Oh, yeah. Music <laughs> is by Christopher Carter, Part 1, and Michael McQuistion, Part 2. Uh, Christopher Carter previously composed Lock Up and Catwalk, as well as Fun and Games, A Little Piece of Home, and Tools of the Trade. And Michael McQuistion previously composed 11 episodes of B-Test, as well as Lesak Part 2, Feeding Time, Stolen Memories, and Two's a Crowd. And this is animation by Coco slash Dong Yang, mm-hmm. who previously animated 43 episodes of BTS, as well as Lesak, Feeding Time, <laughs> Stolen Memories, Main Man Parts 1 through 2, and Tools of the Trade. Stealing McGorries. Steal- oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. I, th- I feel like it's going to live on because I love saying it. Stealing McGorries. <laughs> it sounds like an old like spaghetti western or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in Clint Eastwood. <laughs> the Adventure of a Lifetime. Stealing McGorries. We need... We need uh, it's not steel magnolias. <laughs> How did we not do that? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I, we need a listener to like pick up a Stealing McGorries story like like uh, early animated series kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm the next episode of stealing McGorries. brainiac it's still brainiac uh <laughs> still sitting in a, a cloud of pile of dirt in the middle of the desert where his ship crashed just going ah man i almost got him <laughs> all right we're gonna go watch the episodes no. oh we're gonna drink the yap because it's the hardest is, thing to remember to do yeah it sure it's is it's been four or five four i know episodes i brought it to brian here's a clip of me bringing it to brian he was more excited no fucking way. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Straight out of Canada? Straight out of Canada. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. I was secretly recording in my pocket when I showed it to you. What? Uh, <laughs> it's way better than us just going, yay, we have it. Hooray. We're drinking yap. But they're but so they're so percussive. Lobo Boy Fanboy420 bought us our yap. Oh, uh, hell yeah. He says these bevs are for Max and Rose. It says two, two yappy bevs. We got to give them the max. We do rows. have two each, two little yaps. We should do, we should do a taste test before we do push-ups for this. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm. Which one are you doing? I'm actually. I'm gonna start with strawberry banana because I'm less excited okay. about it. Less excited. That's, that's not. A, that's not my that's go-to. I'm more excited about. You going now with these, strawberry? When I said that these expired two days ago, that was also two days ago, and then also <laughs> my my strawberry banana cab says it expired October fourth. <laughs> yeah, I got that too. <laughs> oh, it smells good. It smells like yogurt. Why is this only available not in my country? It's that just smells like, like yogurt. Liquidy yogurt. Yeah. Yup, yup, yup. Whoa, involuntary. <laughs> I am. It's yogurt. It's yogurt. It's yogurt. It's, it's like, got a little bit of a tang, a little bit of an expired tang to it. I don't, I don't, I don't taste that. Straight from Canada. I think that's just bacterial cultures. Tro- pro- probably. It's changing my language. You know what? <laughs> uh-huh. If you were like, hey, Brian, try this yogurt. It's strawberry. Mm-hmm. I just strawberry. Get, yeah. I'd be like, yep, it's strawberry. Oh, you can't taste the banana. I only drank the strawberry just now. I'm going to try the strawberry in a bit. Anyway, there's two of them, so we got to do 10 push-ups. Okay. Okay. With yaps. Yap. 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 
Yup. 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 Full transparency, I lost you lost, count. Yes, you yacht count. <laughs> That's the end of the intro. We're going to go watch the episode now. Episodes. Right. Now. Professor. Mala. I tried to stop her. She took the projector. Welcome to Earth, my darling. Believe me, you're going to love it here. Dan, how you doing, man? Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's all right, you know. Just just plugging away, you know. Yeah. That's Yeah, I just sent off my first batch of of commissions to the CGC, so I can't show you any of the covers um, that I did because Well, you can they're not going to be online. You can show us and we'll just go, ooh, wow. <laughs> no, no, I mean, they, I sent them on Friday. Oh, so, physically. So oh, God. I don't have them. In that. They're not in the building. I would actually, you know, pull them in and go, hey, look what I drew. Oh, we, yeah, we know. I, yeah. That's my favorite part of of chatting with you it's like oh what special thing will i get to see this time <laughs> it's been uh it's been cool to watch your progress through inktober oh my god oh no that last page tour i have to i have to oh, archive no. this before yeah, it before... keeps man look at my oh no it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, like the, the, the time machine and just going through all the yeah. old books and just like ah now they're what, dust oh well. whatever I scrolls rachel ghoul finds in the tomb yeah. that he's just picking yeah, up yeah. in there oh no <laughs> falling to bits yeah. i get that it's, reference you do yeah oh my god brian's all the way through batman he's seen all of batman the animated series it's crazy including the lost episode yeah, air the, quotes <laughs> the same yeah, yeah, yeah that's fun though right i mean it's really goofy but it's yeah. but it's the, the lost episode has got a lot of cool stuff in it you know what i had a weird affinity for the like i think what at the time i i said was like the compression like i know that yeah. like it had to have been I know. compressed so much but it was like it became extra comic booky in this really minimalist way Exactly. I liked that look. <laughs> the all I only beef with that whole thing was just the music. I, I just I just hated <laughs> the fact that the music was so video game music yeah. and not like, you know, just like a little Casio and just the, right, you know, it's like yeah. we're such you're so used to like these these lush scores and we weren't getting that from that, you know. In yeah. this batch just, of episodes we've been watching this mm -hmm. weekend, uh there's been a lot of TMS and growing growing in my experience in the DCAU and having seen obviously like a lot more anime than i had dc at the start of this whole right. thing um it's been cool now to kind of pick up those anime elements that are kind yes, of woven it's into like it. it's like things kind of like mesh together yeah, yeah and i never i never picked it out like individually but now i'm at that point yeah. where i'm like actively like kind yeah. of watching for it it's like oh that is straight up anime that's so cool yeah i know i know and and now we get to this episode <laughs> Well, what? that's a good you don't segue. Like this <laughs> uh, Dan, can you will you listen to this little ditty that someone whipped up for us? Cooney Phoenix okay. is the is the user uh, for our whenever Brian gives his synopsis for okay. the episode. Synop, synop. 
If you're wondering, sing up, sing up, what you just watched, sing up, sing up, take a listen to the synopsis, the short and summary, which is sometimes kind of long. <laughs> it's so nice. We have it the is most really nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's 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 so like you should also like give the weather also. Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's sunny and balmy today. It's <laughs> <laughs> the time for the traffic report. <laughs> well, since you're you're here with us, and we always make the guest. Uh, Give us the synopsis. Would you mind telling us what happened in Blast oh, from no, the Past I Parts 1 through 2? Can I remember? <laughs> give oh, us your best gosh. shot. You, you, you can got. give us as truncated yeah, as you want. Because yeah. like, the official uh, one it, is going to be literally two sentences. two sentences. Like, give us whatever you want. Oh, okay. And this isn't like, um, I, I, there's some guy that does these things and he gives himself 60 seconds to do this. No, and it's I, however long you want. Like, yeah. However long, yeah, but I'm going to try to, you know, be- Before the Joker least, bomb goes off? Least, is that the guy you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice gimmick. I don't always agree with his opinions, but people yes. always disagree. People always like what they like. I don't, don't always like. agree with Brian's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but I always agree with yours. I was just going to say, <laughs> <laughs> whatever Dan said is right. <laughs> Wait, well, anyway, let's get going with yeah. the synopsis. Yeah. Um, it begins with uh, Star Labs, if I recall. Uh, uh, Professor Hamilton is trying to open up a, 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 a cabinet in the spaceship that Superman came in. That he, and, and he's got like a big... Like like super big screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, like, super oh. screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's super. I also so found like, this in the ship, Superman. Uh, <laughs> is it a big screwdriver? Superman's, yeah. yeah super is just like, let, let me do that. No, 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 let me do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about like, why don't you just open it, Superman? <laughs> We've all been there. It's the pickle jar conundrum. <laughs> no, I it got is. this. Yeah. I know, I know. It's it, it, it's it's exactly it. It's the pickle jar conundrum because. Otherwise, Superman would have just, you know, why wouldn't he? Oh, I'm sorry. I want this that to be the synopsis. subtitle for this episode. Yeah. yeah. What? The pickle jar so, conundrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he opens it up and uh, they discover something in there. Ooh, ah. And it's the Phantom Zone projector. He start, They start playing with dials. Dot. And mm-hmm. open up. They look inside and they see all sorts of weird stuff. And they open it up and the creature comes out. It takes off flying and Superman has to chase it. It causes some havoc, construction sites or whatever. Some guys working on, mm-hmm. on uh, the, the power lines or something. Yeah. And uh, it causes all sorts of havoc. Superman manages to bring it back, makes Hamilton turn the dial backwards. <laughs> we we really loved the, the, the like subvert expectations gag of like oh there's the hole in the ceiling and then he just crashes through a second hole in the yeah. ceiling right next to it <laughs> that was done on purpose yeah. we, we, we could easily have made it go through the same hole and we're like no 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 that has to be another hole he, he it's that's the um, and so so then they, they they examine further realize that you know oh they go back to the to the to the fortress mm-hmm. of solitude and then the brainiac kind of tells superman like what's what the deal is with the Phantom Zone and who these people are in there because they heard uh, Mala going, Hey, let me out. My sentence is up. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a bad calendar. person, she said. And they're like, sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so uh, Superman goes, Superman goes to, to, to Hamilton and goes, you know what? We got to let her out. We got to do what's right. Your sentence is up. And then they do. They let her out. 
uh, Superman inexplicably mm -hmm. um, trains her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to fight. A Brainiac showed me that she was a Nazi, and I think she. But she's been in jail long enough, so yeah, <laughs> I should yeah. show her oh, how she true. has heat yeah, vision. I, I forgot that part. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> she'd been part of a coup to yeah. take over the or take over Krypton, and uh, and and uh, some sort of you know. Uh, I'm space Nazi. Yeah, clearly that's that, <laughs> that was what we were going for. Yeah, it was like all yeah. that all that sort of triumph of the will kind of uh, yeah. uh, imagery where we were going for. And so uh, with their literal big fists. Yes. They, yes. <laughs> that's they're planning to rule with those big giant gloves and those big fists. She mistakenly thinks that uh, they're an item, being that they're the last of their kind. Um, and uh, Lois. Uh, <laughs> they go out on a on on a, 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 a to, to stop a bank robbery, and she's under the impression somehow that Superman is ruling the planet because he can, yeah, um, and uh, and that she'll just you know she's his second in command like she was with with Jaxar. Superman has to set things straight, and and so she sets up a, a an interview with Lois to sort of calm things down to make people not freak out about her. Uh, which doesn't go well mm -mm. when she realizes that Superman is not interested in her romantically um, because Lois goes there. <laughs> I do. I do like that he he takes her with him, uh, and she's trying to play off like she just overheard them be like, "We're gonna put her back there if she's too bad," and she's real yeah. pissed off about that. But then she's playing like, "No, everything's totally fine. I realized uh, I was wrong." And then as soon as Lois is like. So you guys are a thing, and he's like, "No." And she's like, "Wait a second! Fuck all of this! I'm actually mad again. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't and hold it back." Yeah. She is um, volatile. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like, and I think maybe a little insane, but yes. that's the other thing yeah. too, that we didn't. You know, I, I think that that was part of the the, the equation. They didn't really like sentence her properly on Krypton. Yeah. So yeah, she she flies off the handle when she finds out that Superman and. And also, yes, because they were planning on putting her back when things would go south, which is like, duh, he teaches her to use heat vision and everything. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Oh, there's a big fight. Yeah. She steals the Phantom Zone projector, releases uh, Jaxer. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be continued. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to think the second yeah, how part did now. It exactly start. I don't remember. It started with a recap. Oh, it sure did. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're walking down the street like normal people, just going, hmm, people are here. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was yeah, a weird yeah. and strange that, daylight scene of Jaxer just walking around and <laughs> mailman and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like that um, they walk past a bunch of people that have basically no reaction and then the bike guy, hey, get the hell out of my way. Right after that, he turns around, wait, that was Mala. She was from the TV. And then everyone recognizes them immediately. <laughs> yeah, that, that really is odd. That's that's the thing I'm talking about. It's like, you think that they would have seen her on TV and they'd know who this other Kryptonian is walking around. And, you know, they'd, they'd either they'd give her some space. But this idea that bike messenger recognizes her after, yeah. you know, and like, Okay. I never whatever. saw her from behind on TV. How was I supposed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah that's a thing. Um, <laughs> Superman gets prepared, goes there with with the anti kryptonite suit and with kryptonite mm -hmm. to take them both down. They uh, have a fight. They get the best of Superman, zap him into the Phantom Zone and the kryptonite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 
and then destroy the Phantom Zone projector. Superman and Hamilton had earlier, however, tried to build their own, missing a certain crystal, but they were still able to. I guess the crystal helps them hone hone yeah. the, the 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 focus it. But <laughs> it's Napoleon um, Dynamite. Wait, I gotta put the crystals in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the uh, they test it out on a plant, which doesn't go well. Mm. Um, which um, uh, I'll tell you about later. Uh, the war, because this oh. is just the synopsis. Yeah. Uh, they they uh, <laughs> this nonsense word coming out of your mouth. <laughs> so let's see, let's see what 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 now. Let's see the order of events now. Um, they immediately bring him back from. The- <laughs> they do, don't they? Yeah. It works. It works. They were able to hone hone it to the the, the radiation off of the suit or something like mm-hmm. that. It's yeah. Some, some yeah yeah they put a tracker on the on the on the suit, so they're able to bring him back apparently painfully, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, originally that plant was supposed to be a mouse that was going to be torn apart through different dimensions and it was going to hear its little squeaks from all over the echo and across it. And that was supposed to be like a a foreshadowing of the pain that Superman, we're supposed to think that Superman might, that might happen to him. Um, the problem with that was we can't we can't do that to a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, got, we got mail. So we, we turned that into a plant and, and, and unfortunately just died, which I think I, I still would have preferred to have it sort of torn apart into different dimensions mm-hmm. in a cool way. You know, plants can't scream that, that we can hear. Yeah. <laughs> if a plant screams in the phantom zone and no one's around to hear. <laughs> well, yeah, just no. like not to derail too much, but that would have added a lot more like darkness and depth with the whole mm-hmm. like the mouse squeak thing. Yeah. Oh, it would have been horrifying. It yeah. would have been absolutely horrifying. And and there was just no way we can do that kind of thing. We we we, we were just like, no, no, we will get mail. We can't. We can't. <laughs> we can't do this. Yeah. Um. So so we opted not to get mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but still, the wrong it's kind like of mail. Yeah. yeah. So but still, we you know I think the plant thing could have gone like cooler than just oh look it's a little burnt I, right. I think yeah that, it was hard to tell if it was like did it age it did it wilt it, exactly it? Yeah. exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. that that's that's the thing that i, I think we, it was so the it, episode it, it, was bad no <laughs> <laughs> well no uh wait uh, we haven't gotten there yet we'll just yeah let's see let's see and now i'm trying to think that the quiet oh wait now the ending all kind of like uh yeah. you're gonna help me help me out here let's they see fight for they, a while um, <laughs> so they go back they get the crystal they after get the crystal. superman comes back yeah right and then jaxer and mala have taken over the un and are just about to have them that's right over. that's right they're about to they're about to do the un that's the deal yeah, <laughs> yeah. Superman's like, Why not so fast yep uh and then what happens <laughs> let's see they um, superman leads them to the daily planet that's right that's right and they get shot with the phantom zone projector they got shot with the shining phantom zone projector yes instead yes. of moving and, out of the way they just sit there in the air going no <laughs> and then get hit with the phantom zone projector <laughs> i think well, that's one of those timing things i know my beef overall with this were just it's a lot of little touches it's like a little bit of like some were like staging mm-hmm. errors i think some was acting where there's a lot of hand acting that i yeah. really hate and they really overdid it and they didn't draw it well so you just get you get a lot of this these wrists kind of like popping yeah, back yeah. and wrist rotations where things feel really cartoony so it's almost like there was like part of the crew was cartoony and part of you know the animators you know mm-hmm. and as well as some of the timing where it's like that's I, I was I was like that thing would when when Mala hears Lois 
like makes some line and she's like she realizes that you know that they're kind of an item and she slow burns yeah she doesn't slow burn she just burns yeah. you know and it's like I th- you can see that the, the the acting just like it it just isn't quite you know it's like it's either too melodramatic or or just not enough there's something there that just kind of mm-hmm. bothered me overall like little bits here and there and it's like overall the story works everything plays but i think it it, it i really you know, in hindsight, watching it now, I'm like, wow, I wish I'd gone over that a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, I feel like it's maybe what I'm picking up on is it's like a difference between every animation studio knows how to animate, but they all have their sort of different um, shortcuts or whatever. So like right. a TMS episode where Mala turns toward the camera to make an angry face would have like, swift movement and then like she'd you know furrow and then grit her teeth like do all this like handful of things versus this was more the like two frames to look this way and then two alternating frames of gritted teeth back and forth to show like angry exactly and it's like not bad looking but yeah it was very like but but it's just very basic so it's like it's it's like everywhere it is kind of like wasn't quite as uh, polished and yeah. and as finessed as some of the other episodes um, that 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 we had done. I feel like I feel like it was still a, a well. I know we we've been talking about how consistently good quality the show is compared to Batman so far. Of like, there's not yeah. been a bad episode. There's just been ones that aren't quite as good as the other ones or whatever, and they've all been pretty consistently good or whatever so and they're all entertaining though that's yeah. the thing so they're all they're all a good fun you know it's funny it didn't make the big splash i, I, I keep <laughs> right. talking to people yeah. that like yeah yeah it's a good show but it's not you know batman like they were always like oh and i'm like yeah you realize that that there are a lot of weak episodes on Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, people forget them for some reason, including myself. <laughs> no. And it's it's like I, I love Batman. I think it broke ground, but but it was like, but I think you just can't break ground every time. Mm-hmm. And people didn't feel like this was as innovative, even though it was harder to do because Superman had been done before, and we had our ourselves yeah. to compete with. <laughs> let me let me read uh, y'all the official synopses. They're very short. Oh, yes. Part one. Superman decides to release Mala, a Kryptonian criminal from the Phantom Zone. But when Mala proves too power hungry for this world, Superman tries to send her back. Mala escapes with the Phantom Zone projector and releases Krypton's most notorious traitor, Jax Ur. Part two. Intent on conquering the world, Jaxor and Mala send Superman into the Phantom Zone and then destroy the projector. As their de- uh, decimating attacks begin, that's Brian's least favorite word, uh, <laughs> it's up to Lois and Professor Hamilton to rescue the Man of Steel in time. Because everyone apparently uses decimated wrong, right? I mean, it's it literally <laughs> means to uh, decrease by a factor of 10. <laughs> okay. Well, I would it's say just they so do literal. that. <laughs> they turn the the space needle into a tenth of the space needle. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that bit. That, that, that's like what? <laughs> Bam! That space needle thing, and then Superman yeah. is like, "Where do I put this? Oh, oh those three buildings. Yeah, it's a good here. thing they're and perfectly like, spaced there's apart. People like, in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what we were saying. How do they get out of there? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just figured, you know, a long ladder. Uh, there might be. Like, like one of the rooftops, like might have like yeah. a you know something like you know. I, I always try to like benefit of the doubt that Superman comes back after the scene fades out 
uh, and, That's, and yeah, saves yeah. him or something. <laughs> like we just exactly. don't need to see it happen. <laughs> my my thought is, why did he he like got it and like he got control of it when he was on the bridge and then he decided to fly with it? It's like maybe put it on a park somewhere. <laughs> Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's like there's got to be yeah. a park. <laughs> but again, he's in the middle of a fight. He's got to like, yeah. I got to put this down. Yeah. I got to catch these guys. Yeah. Oh, there. They, they, yeah. they won't die if I put them here. Right. Immediately. Yeah. They fall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Metropolis spe- Space Needle. Yeah. Speaking of, of like death and bad things, uh, I've been trying to learn Spanish as of late. Oh, yeah. I understand Mala to be like, Bad, bad or like <laughs> foreboding or something like that. Yeah. I don't have the quite yeah, definition. Bad. Yeah, Mala is bad. Yeah, it's, it's a, the feminine. <laughs> yeah, Malo, Mala. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I did Professor have it right. Hamilton didn't go like, hang on a second. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> we, look, let's look at her name. Who's? Do you know whose call that was to name her Mala? I I don't know. I don't know. I I because it's it's I I think it's like in the early Bible for the series. For some reason, mm. we weren't allowed to use. Any of the characters, the Kryptonians from the from the Superman movie, I I don't know yeah. if that was you know, so no Zod. Are you familiar with General Zod? He's the Terrence wait Terrence Stamp. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's a character it. Yeah. from the first two Superman Christopher Reeve movies. It's, bad main bad guy. It's been such a long time that I'm sure if I saw it, I'd be like, oh right, that guy. As of right you now, you also no. probably know the Phantom Zone as a 2D square floating away with people going, oh, oh is that what that <laughs> is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this that Phantom is. Zone is way cooler. <laughs> as he turned toward Dan, I promise, I like this. No, one, it, I mean, because that, that was always like I remember as a kid, even that was kind yeah. of like it was kind of comical, goofy. Yeah. And this reminded me of um, Beetlejuice. Where there's right, right, the right. um like the lost souls room. Oh yeah, okay. And it's like all yeah. these like ghosts just kind of like this in this ether and weirdness. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you said that and not what we were ripping off. I mean, uh, inspired by. <laughs> what were you um, ripping off? Inspired, inspired by. by. <laughs> what were you inspired by? <laughs> well, it it all goes back to this guy Jack Kirby. He mm-hmm. does. <laughs> That's what he looks like. <laughs> that, yeah, he looks like yeah. Dan Turpin. Is what we've been Jack Kirby. He's just like the most creative guy in the in in the universe. He was and and uh and he the the, the Phantom Zone is our Phantom Zone is sort of like well it's the, the negative zone from yeah. the Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's it's really like the the the, the weird colors, the the Kirby crackle in the background, all that stuff was mm. sort of inspired by that. That was that was our take on it. I mean, even though because in the Phantom Zone it was just like in the comics it was just like this cloudy limbo mm-hmm. ether. It just it's just like a steam room. Yeah. Oh no, Superman, take me out of here, please. I've served my sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a towel. Yeah, well, well, if, it, I just imagine it's like a steam room where everyone's a ghost. And everybody is transparent. Yeah. Man, that's kind of how they that's how they draw that's how they drew it. Yeah. If we did it literally, that's what it would have been like. And it was like it's kind of interesting, but mm. kind of dull. We wanted it mm-hmm. to be more, you know energetic and crackly and it's definitely always like creeped me out because on one hand you can't get a sense of where like what's up and what's down and like how fast anyone is moving and how how do they stop themselves from moving how do they get closer to because you see mala and she's like floating around going like huh looking around oh whose voice is that but then when they're gonna let her out she like floats toward the eyepiece 
do they yeah. how does she know where that is but she shouldn't you know right, that's right. not like an error it's just like a weird creepy like it, it's it's un- makes me uncomfortable like to imagine being in there <laughs> well <laughs> I, I i i and that's the other thing that's missing that i wish we had kind of explored it's like what's superman doing in that world what's it like from yeah. his perspective yeah um that would have been kind of fun to explore that's why if I was going to say, I'm trying I feel to think, like... Did we ever go back there? Did we ever do that? Ever, I don't ever? think so. Okay, so that answers something yeah. that's lingering for me is... We see it they, again, but we don't go in it like we're talking about. Well, they, so for me, like in this episode, they like soaked up Superman with the projector thing. Yeah. Then immediately after, the kryptonite. And I thought like Superman was going to come out with a kryptonite, but he mm-hmm. didn't. So yeah. now there's just kryptonite floating, floating around. around. Yes. And what does that yeah, mean yeah. for the Phantom for Zone Jackson or Mala, people in yeah, there? Yeah. And are they affected yeah. in that zone yeah. or just on oh, Earth? Oh, man. So it's a punishment on top of punishment. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would imagine that the kryptonite wouldn't do anything in the Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. It would be sort of neutralized because yeah. it's sort of like everything is sort of frozen, you know, yeah. ghostly and ethereal and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But what I, I wonder is like, so they're zapping creatures into the Phantom Zone. So they're because the whole point of the Phantom Zone is supposed to be benevolent. There is no death penalty. So this is like it's okay. You will live yeah. forever. Even Jarrell <laughs> was like, we got to go in there to forever. keep being, from being exploded. Yeah. Oh, that's what he was talking. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, yeah. I never made that connection. exactly. Oh, oh my yeah. God. And and no wonder yeah, the, the science the science uh, council is like uh, no you got a big kid <laughs> there's That's big full of criminals there, yeah, there's big like praying mantises in there yeah. exactly. <laughs> I ain't going in there <laughs> yeah this looks scary as hell <laughs> yeah so so there is there is that but uh, but again you could kind of see like if they had a phantom zone projector or some way to release themselves you know mm-hmm. uh, you know time release or something yeah, I don't know yeah. How that would work. <laughs> Yeah, you know, or one so of the. They, well, I think was wasn't it like Jarrell was going to stay behind and spaceship away with everybody that's, else. That's kind of thing. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah, yeah, and again, that's a lot of trust. Yeah, they like to to release everybody from the planet. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, to an upstart scientist with apocalyptic visions. <laughs> Why would he do that? <laughs> what? But at least it's a plan, and yeah. it makes more sense. Than, than building a rocket ship for everybody to get off on at yeah. that time, you know, to, to leave, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just, if we all turn ourselves into babies and get in this rocket ship. The, <sighs> yeah. the fan, we also just watched um, Two's a Crowd with Parasite and the other guy <laughs> in his brain. And there's this really cool TMS animated, swirly, fiery hellscape kind of background yeah. behind them. And whenever the Phantom Zone came up in this, my first thought was like, ah, oh, man, I wish it was, I wish it looked yeah. like that. But I also yeah. appreciate, of course, the Kirby crackle, you know, negative space kind of stuff going on. It was just like, you know, had that been handed to TMS, maybe they would have been able. Oh, they to would have. They would have come up with better. some yeah. something that would have looked more like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, and I think that we've I've talked before about like Kirby crackle in motion. What does that look like? I guess you're well, inventing you, it. You, yeah. Yeah. We're 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 yeah. Because yeah. we were originally Brainiac was going to have the Kirby crackle mm. behind him. If you look at 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 the 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 first episode, oh, yeah. we, mm-hmm. we tried it and 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 we kind of had to break it down into different forms yeah. and sort of simplify it, and make it larger, and and eventually it 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 lost any kind of Kirby Crackle recognizability. So we were like, on this show, we're like, okay, now we're going to do it right. Yeah. And we look at it, it's like, yeah, it's getting there, but it's still not <laughs> quite there. Yeah. And I think we revisited again in the later episode. We tried again with the Kirby Crackle thing, and I think we finally kind of got it. Yeah, it pops better. up now and then. Yeah, you know, yeah. but uh, but it, it it's a it is a tough thing because it's it's 
if you look at fire, you can kind of see mm-hmm. like like in the middle of some sort of like smoky fires, you can kind of see what Kirby was trying to draw. You know, the middle of certain explosions and stuff like that, you can kind of see where that where that comes from. Yeah, um, it's a it's a wonderful abstraction. Yeah, um, it's, it's very really cool, unique. Yeah, the the end the part where Superman gets pulled in. And then we fade to commercial. Oh no, he's in the Phantom Zone and they blew up the thing. How are they going to get him out? Fade back from commercial and they're like, oh, I've locked onto him and he's out now. Is like, that feels like a thing that was either a rushed, like, we got to put this in, or maybe was like going to be a three parter or it could be a three parter or something like that. Cause that feels like a very good <laughs> ending to a part two. Like, Oh no. And then it, it, it takes half it the does. episode next time to bring him back or something. I know. I know. And in, in, in hindsight, looking yeah. at them, cause I think it was a really, it's well written. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of blame the, you know, execution to some degree for, 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 you know, issues. But I think maybe if there is a flaw in, 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 in the thing is that it's sort of like too much is set up on Superman sort of training Mala and sort of mm. this idea of her having a benevolent. I mean, I, I think that was the whole idea was that we're trying mm-hmm. to set that up, but it's sort of like maybe like going to school or teach her about like Earth <laughs> more than teaching her to fight, you yeah. know, before. Before yeah. anything, yeah, all it's he like, does is go like, "You gotta not be yeah. bad, though." Pinky promise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the part about it. It's like you know, like okay, because I'm gonna have another crime fighter here, and it's like, well, how do you know that? Why don't you teach mm-hmm. her about the world first, and and her place in it? You know, and and yeah, you know. To be to be fair, I mean, Bob's written a ton of awesome stuff from here out, and it's like I don't look at this and go like, "Oh man, what a terrible no. story." It, no, not at all. Yeah. And it's very entertaining. Yeah. I, yeah, totally. I can see from from uh, the, the standpoint. Uh, I, that's why I kind of like. Yeah, it, I'd yeah. say it's like if we if we had st- <laughs> did better. <laughs> well, just if, it, if I mean, our going, acting had been better. Yeah. Or somehow, you know, it, I I wouldn't I wouldn't feel as as sort of like. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> just looking back on it, it's like he, he. This is Bob's second episode he wrote for any of this, and he's like being thrust into you know. No offense, but if it was like pound puppies or something, <laughs> it'd be like, who cares? But it's Superman. So you look back at it 30 years later and go like, why didn't you do this, this, and this? Because like, I was, that was the second episode I wrote. I was figuring it out. You right, know, right, 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 right. <laughs> and again, he's writing something that's real. It's, it's, he's thinking uh, entertaining. Yeah. He's thinking, you know, of overall structure and entertainment rather than just sort of like yeah logic, you know. Right, right. It, it, it is one of those things that just like that we rush through to get stuff done and that's kind of like sometimes that's what happens it's, yeah well since we've sort of been up and down on it what did you think of this episode brian <laughs> i liked it good i'm glad I'm yeah glad. it was i'm glad it, it it was i think it was engaging i liked the art and it's funny like hearing you complain dan hearing you complain about the like hand movements and, and overacting uh-huh. and stuff and it's always like I get it because with all the art stuff that I do, I always go back with the like, oh, this, that, or like times I've been on stage and just like, oh man, I like totally botched that. That was terrible. Why did I do it so badly? But I think there is something to be said for the like first, second, third watch throughs where it's like, I'm not to that point of picking, like nitpicking at it yet. Um, <laughs> That's where I come in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, no, I, I think the whole thing lands. I think it's actually a really strong episode and I, I get okay. that there's like things that you're like, oh man, it could be better by this, this, and this, and this, and this. Exactly. And but. that's the thing. That's where, yeah, I'm glad. I'm so glad because <laughs> yeah, I, I go, oh, wish blah, blah, blah. But you forget, it's hard work. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's a, 
<laughs> there was a lot of effort put into it. So, so the fact that any of it landed at all, you know, it's great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, we obviously we haven't gotten to this yet and we won't for a while, but everybody's been so on record about the justice league show. You're keep having to keep track of seven, seven different, you know, main heroes most of the time and, and how, how much of a, a hurdle that is and stuff. Whereas like, even just jumping from Batman to this, I was I was thinking this whole episode of like the collateral damage and the amount of like fleeing citizens you see is a hundred percent more than Batman ever dealt with. So there's just like Batman punches the guy and he falls down, and these this in the city street background, there's one or zero people you know affected right. by what's going on. Whereas Superman has you got to like portray that hey this is a big deal and people live here and it's daytime and all this stuff mm -hmm. so like you're already just having to take such a giant leap of like it, it hey really immediately is. do a lot more <laughs> yeah yeah no no it's it's true thank you for thank you for taking that into account yes yes when i look at some scenes and i go wow that's awfully sparse there should be more people on the street and then i see all these people in the street later on i'm yeah. like oh that that was hard to do i remember now it's <laughs> like every time that ted on on our legacies comic when ted makes me draw like a big crowd i'll be like damn it ted, like this is gonna take so much longer if there wasn't a big crowd here that was speaking of crowds and i guess we could i don't know if you want to get into keen effects what what you can just say it i'm just I, there's something like the the whole like crowds are hard to draw and there was one one scene here where like they were doing the um it was like on krypton mm -hmm. and it was oh yeah the, there was a front row of guys everyone else was a painting is that what yeah, you're yeah 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 and, and like knowing that and like only having animated the front row like i get it, i understand it normally that annoys me or there's like three or five people in a crowd that are animated everybody else is still there was something about the fact that it was everybody in like a tight formation yeah they're and in the, a grid yeah like the atmosphere that was added to it as I watched it and like the camera went by, I was like, oh, that's cool. And they show it again from the back. I'm like, that's sweet. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. I tell you, the one thing that I wanted to do, and and I don't know what happened, I think I think it was just too hard to engineer, was to have more of those faces, those those heads in the, in the crowd sort of be more silhouetted and so mm -hmm. that we could have an arm show up like their arms in the crowd. Yeah. Like just a big block behind them, just like just sticks. the you know in yeah. the painting, the arm an arm would pop up mm. you know here and there, so that kind of like when you see like if you're watching a Disney crowd scene in like Dumbo or something where it's yeah. like they're generally static and nobody's moving, but then a couple of guys in the foreground are pointing at Dumbo as he flies by, yeah, and then somebody in the background might be doing it too, but you get the sense that everyone is doing it because yeah. they're all like looking in the same direction and they're all like ah. Right. You know, or, or I think the Fleischers, even like in the the gorilla episode, you know, they'll have like the foreground characters running away and the background characters are doing something else. And we're just kind of like, and then in the back, there's paintings, yeah. you know, but, but the you farther just, away we, it is, the less necessary. Yeah. And, and we yeah. were, I, you know, I, I think that was been, had been, you know, we were thinking about doing that and I don't know why it, it, it wasn't uh, employed. I don't know what happened, uh, but I, I, and I guess it worked up the best if, if that well, if that worked for you yeah i was gonna okay. say if it's brian yeah if brian was fine with it no, but the also the next couple shots after that where it's like a little mini you know kind of montage of them trying to take over krypton and there's all the soldiers running through and it it's very clearly oh, you know three or four frames cycle. of where it'll he'll hit the next mark and then he'll repeat as the next guy Best. like running and a lot of the time when that stuff is done even like 
seven-year-old me watching this show is just going like, uh, that's so, you know, well, just draw guys. I mean, obviously I had no idea yeah. of how much more work that would be. This, I think, actually pulled it off pretty well where you could barely tell that they were the same guys looping over right. and over because the camera's also panning across everybody the whole time. And there's nobody that's arbitrarily, like, glitching off screen too soon or anything like that. There's, yep. Yeah. I don't think I've been distracted by something like that yeah. in a long time. Actually. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the one thing that I, that I, uh, there's one shot that looked cool, but I wish it had been cooler <laughs> is there's an upshot of Mullen Jackson and the hands all coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the intention, and I don't know if who screwed it up, if it was in the layout or, or what, but the intention had been for the fists to be like far away, the uh, oh, mm-hmm. foregrounds, you know, and, and, uh, what I saw was just like a clump of fists all in the same area. Mm. Like there's like five guys all raising their fists up. <laughs> right next to each to other. Feel, yeah. It's supposed to feel like depth. Like you're mm. like, boom, 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 boom. You know, in the distance, you know, that didn't quite read. And I was kind of like, oh, that, that isn't that hard to do because you just do them with different sizes. <laughs> sure. and, and what really helps also is to like put shadow colors on them. So the foreground guys would be darker. Mm-hmm. So you really get depth. And I'm like, wow, that. That could have been cooler. Brian also like, I think you said like, oh, that's cool. When Superman kind of fades into the next moment of the flashback, like he, oh, yeah, and now yeah, I'm here and now I'm here. Yeah, yeah. He like came in with kind of like a turn. So yeah. like he faded in and turned at the same yeah, moment. Yeah, and it yeah, just had this yeah, weird yeah. dimensional kind of shit. And it, like that legitimately yes. caught me. I was like, what the, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that, that we had done with that, with that Brainiac projecting thing was that they, the very first time we did it, we could take a rotation where the background and the foreground are rotating mm-hmm. and he's animating. Yeah. In the we center really liked that shot right. in and, and, Yeah. And and we're kind of like we're we're still playing off of that. That's like part mm-hmm. of what these these memories are supposed to suggest. I I thought it was really funny. Also thinking of he brings Professor Hamilton to the fortress, and he's like, "So this is the orb." And he's like, "Yes, Brainiac will now show us the stuff." And then he you know does his little symbol hand it shoo shoo onto his forehead, and then he kind of stands there for just a beat too long, where I was almost expecting Hamilton to turn around and being like is uh, something supposed to be happening? <laughs> As if, like, Superman's in there talking to Brainiac, but on the outside, right. he's just standing there doing nothing. And Hamilton's right. just like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to be seeing yeah. something? Superman, there's a, there's a yeah. polar bear yeah. coming. So he's going to maul me to death. Can you please help? Well, I, you notice that he touches. He has to touch Hamilton. Yeah, Hamilton I figured that was the too. connection. But so yeah. so I, we should have played that up more, too. I like that idea. It's like, he, we could have had Hamilton going, what the, what's going on? And then and him. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, now I see. Yeah. Oh my God, Dan! I've got a I've got a fortress of solitude gripe that I need some answers for. (laughs) Okay. At the very end, Superman's like hanging out with his little like kind of warthoggy looking something buddies. Yeah, it's like yeah. There's like two or three of them in there, and the collector was getting the last of a species. Uh huh. But Superman's got like three or four or a dozen of these, so they they couldn't have been the last of their species. And I just don't I know. Said, what's going. I said they asexually pr- reproduced, and <laughs> some of them did. Yes, no, it's true. And 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 who's to say whether the preserver had two? I mean, mm. by last of the species, he's, you know. Oh, no okay, well. not not last one, but like oh. These are yeah. these are Who's running to out. say this guy here on the Zoom call with I us mean, is I to mean, I mean, it's like you know, when it comes to, to to the Kryptonian and and the Zarnian, yeah, you know, when it comes to Lobo yeah. and Superman, yes, they were the the last. Uh, but I think in general, he kind of wants to preserve a race. Yeah, you know, 
Okay. Um, that was, okay. I think that was on your mind also because of as soon as Mala showed up, you said, oh, Eggy Wrinkles isn't going to want to <laughs> preserve Superman anymore because right. he's not going to be after Superman because there's another one. But maybe that's you right, still right, yeah. want both of them now. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's fair. That's something yeah. that's always bothered me about science fiction is like uh, the, the those are the Kryptonians where it's like, there were there was a shogget on Krypton. There was pro- there was a dog on Krypton. Like, are those not Kryptonians? Like, what does that count oh. as? What is this? It, when bring you see all the Brainiac worlds that Brainiac has destroyed, all the lizard people go running by, but they probably also had lizard dogs and lizard cats and you know whatever. <laughs> like, I don't. I know. guess that's a very like it's a very humanist perspective. Yeah, right? there's one species on this planet and another one species on this planet. Yeah, maybe it's like a master. Like, what's the apex, and that's what he's after. <laughs> exactly, sure, sure, the, yeah. the predominant species yeah. that, which of course would be on Earth would probably be an ant. I'll just say it would be ants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the person the- would come, well, I'd say, who's the most successful? Oh, well, the ants are <laughs> yeah. really the rowers of this world. <laughs> the carpet mites. <laughs> yeah. It's the teepworm. <laughs> that is such an interesting take. Yeah. I like want to see that now. Where it's like, oh, he's here to like preserve oh, no. our species. Yeah. And he no. just like, goes and picks yeah. up some ants. <laughs> yeah. See this will do. And then blows up the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Statistically, I'm yeah. just... You know, I'm not here. You know, the world's gonna blow up. They come to preserve us. No, no, I just come from the. You know, the preserver sees how we're affecting the ozone and goes, "Oh, I better get the ants." <laughs> there's, there's not much time. So I, I also was thinking about um, where you were. You brought up the plant and the, how it was gonna be a mouse and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yes. in terms of things that were going too far or whatever in this episode that you that may have been an original plan but you couldn't do or something i'm curious about the scene where so superman teaches mala how to use her powers and then he's like you're ready for a night on the town let's go there's a bank robbery you go stop those two guys and then as soon as he said that brian was like oh this is gonna be bad (laughs) and but then like if this had been like a movie or something you might expect mala to have like phantasm level like she murders these guys and supermans you can't do that absolutely instead the maximum she does is what batman would do (laughs) like picks up a guy from his his shirt and is like because the police come by and they're like did superman do this as if it's this horrific scene it's like that's Batman exactly. would throw a guy in the alleyway. Like Batman would hold up a guy. <laughs> honestly, honestly, um, Bob's not to blame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's not. No, because, no. Because I honestly, I think I I think the intent of of I yeah. think the intent of the scene would have been to have more destruction. I think the car should have been you know on fire and bl- blown up. Oh, yeah. he broke he broke some boxes. That guy should have been like hospitalized. Yeah, you know, exactly. should have been like. You know, thrown through a wall. You know, and 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 they should have been much higher. You can't. Do, now, obviously, be doing the that, network, yeah. the network yeah. wouldn't let us. Like, you know, we couldn't dismember anybody. Ah, oh, his arm came off. Yeah, because like the like she when she peels the roof off his car, I was like, oh, this is yeah. It's, he's, she's gonna mess this guy up, but then she just goes like, and you're going to say you're sorry. Yeah, and Superman's like, hey, Mala, <laughs> don't be so mean. That was, don't be a playground bully no, to what, this guy. What I thought it'd been pretty cool. <laughs> 
this. She just started to like burning him. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's and then his shirt catches on fire. Yeah. Superman's like, no, uh, okay, you have to stop. stop. And yeah. he has to pull him yeah. away and save him, put him out. You know? Yeah, that was something that kind of caught me. That I guess surprised me. And and again, I, I forget these are the things that I don't have in my head. Is that like. Ah, you guys are like you're only pushing as far as the sensors and the network will allow, mm-hmm. which makes pretty sense. much, pretty much. But still, we could have visually had made it a little more intense so that she would seem like much more out of control. I don't think we had like any PSMP like pushback or anything. That was just a matter of like not not going as far as we could have. You probably expected you couldn't take it farther or something. I think yeah, so. Yeah. I think everybody was just sort of like our instincts were just to pull back more and, and not, you know, they're yeah. not going to let us do more. So why should we, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just thinking of future stuff that you got away with more, but I, at the same time, I realized that that's Cartoon Network and not Kids WB. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Because I mean, yeah. it's like you think of like, she should have been lobotomizing people. Like, right. uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, 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 uh, Something else. Something and else. Some other <laughs> good, good catch. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, do I need to? Uh, no, we'll be right back. <laughs> Sorry, I'm such a noob. No, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. No, it's great. It's it's awesome. You're like seeing the show through. Through. Yeah. Uh, this is great. It's is so this- cool. It's like it's a baby. You're like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> a little baby who didn't care when Dark Side showed up last episode. You're like, who's that? I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so great. I love it. Is is that is that weird for you specifically to be like, well, here's this like full grown dude who is like watching this like kids show with zero expectation or or prior knowledge. Yeah, yeah, no, it is weird. It is weird, but it's awesome. It's awesome because it's like there, there's because at least you you seem to be interested. You seem to be entertained. <laughs> I force him there's to be most interested. Most people yes. most people would just dismiss the whole thing and go, ah, oh, that's just crap. Uh, well, what do you do wasting <laughs> your time with that crap? You know. <laughs> so there's two camps of like people who who adore Step the one. stuff. Befriend Brian. And, and, Step two: people, Force him to watch Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> and then, and then there are those, then the other people that just sort of like going, "No, no, no! I, I, I like, I only like, you know, yeah. horror films, and this is like baby stuff." I don't watch cartoons, so it's Brian like, gives right. most things a chance. Like this isn't the first example of him just being like, "I'll check out that thing." Like, <laughs> yeah. And I do, I do like honestly, like I'm still a kid at heart, and I love cartoons, and. Like, admittedly, Superman, I, I think I've been, exactly as you were explaining earlier, yeah. like, I I do know that Batman had a lot of flop episodes, but it had a lot of really great episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that, like, we, you know, you've kind of given me some warning, James, that, like, oh, we're maybe we're not there yet with, like, the heavier Superman things. But, yeah, Superman hasn't gripped me as hard as Batman. And I think it's because I have this expectation now of, like, Batman and the Batman universe and like this is how things are and I just have such a hard time like pinning like Superman's that's, abilities and stuff and the world that he exists in. That's exactly. Really? That's exactly. I, I, I that, when I was watching this episode, I was going, oh, I remember now how hard this show was because of that. Because everybody thinks they know what Superman is, whereas at that time, Batman hadn't really been done properly yet. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had like the '60s was probably the most prominent. And, and mind you, I love the 60s show and I like the, the Keaton film. And I thought that was fine. You know, all that stuff was great. But honestly, neither of them were my Batman. They weren't really like the comic book version that I really wanted to see. And, and so we all kind of knew what the show was supposed to be. Whereas Superman, we're kind of going, okay, we know what Superman is already. 
because we, we've got all the history. We've got all these different cartoon versions. We've got the George Reeves series and the Christopher Reeve movies. We've got all of this stuff already that sort of formulated what, what Superman is. How do we reinvent that? How do we do this and make a new version of it that feels fresh and is not something we've seen a million Too times? Copycat. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was a tough, it was a tough slog to kind of like find that that happy medium to kind of like feel like we're we're getting something that still feels fresh. I think the best thing in the world happened that we didn't model it after the Fleischer Superman because we would always have been compared to those and we would have always had mm -hmm. failed. Uh, compared to those, it would, it would never have been as good as 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 those Fleischer, Superman cartoons. I, I mean, Tough. I agree in the fact that, like, yeah, conceptually, visually, you'd be compared to them. I think that, like, were it the same stories, but with the skin of the Fleischers, like on top of it or something, it would still stand out to me as a completely fresh idea version but at the same well, time yeah. you're not well, that wouldn't have happened because of all the other yeah <laughs> yeah I, exactly exactly i mean to, i mean I, I do love our design i think he's great and he, he's, yeah. he's really cool I, I you know he's a great looking superman but but that that or when bruce did those drawings of that you know classic right, Schuster yeah. superman it was just like a video oh, i'll man. get to show brian in like two years but <laughs> yeah oh man it just like it kills me sometimes when i when i think of what what it could have been and we're like oh well the kirby stuff wouldn't have fit as well i'm like you know what i, I think it might have i think it might have fit i think it might have fit i think it yeah. would have worked yeah i think it would have worked now you know it would have been a, a definite like dichotomy between the the like oh it's just the 40s here and superman and then like oh my god who is is space satan what's going on <laughs> yeah. yeah in a good way yeah. yeah we should get to the cast of this episode okay we had tim daly as superman slash clark kent and dana delaney as lois lane of course. uh leslie easterbrook as mala who previously voiced randa Dwayne in heart of steel the blonde uh robot woman oh wow i'm marilyn monroe <laughs> yes yeah. oh okay well who would you think i was talking about? his wife Whose wife? Mr. Freeze. Whatever Freeze oh, is real. Oh, Nora that was Nora. Nora, yeah, you're Nora. right. Nora, Nora Freeze. Yeah, I said heart of, oh, and he went, oh, Nora Freeze? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't, I don't think I knew that. I don't think I realized that those were the same No, I didn't uh, either. Actor. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't remember that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just thought that was cool because, I like you were talking about that her voice is very fitting for the, like, there's something off about her. Because also she was Robot Lady, where there was something yeah, off yeah. about her. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Clancy Brown is Lex Luthor, who had his like Trump speech cameo on the TV. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, with the whole insurrection thing, yeah. it was just a little oh. too on the nose. Jaxer, <laughs> Jaxer almost literally said, make Krypton great again when he's up on the thing. He really yeah. does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, you guys were ahead of the curve. <laughs> we really Walk were. Walk up, Jaxer. I, I, yeah. I did have to, I did think about this insurrection. I'm like, wow, this is, what is this? <laughs> we're storming the council yeah. <laughs> i only wish we had a phantom zone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man same uh, lauren tom is angela chen what, what did she, oh she was just on just on tv at some point Corey burton as brainiac and in this brainiac is just the mickey mouse uh That's not, yeah circle it's just the yeah, it's just yeah. the computer which that was interesting I think this is the first time we've had that where he just accesses the orb and Brainiac is literally there going like, yes, what would you like to know? I'm Siri. And okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad to hear you say that. Cause yeah. that was something that I'm, I, I was kind of taken aback. I'm like, have we 
have we seen this? Like mm -hmm. I only known Brainiac to be first off helpful, secondly, very bad. And now suddenly he's just kind of there. And I was like, is this like an instance of Brainiac? See, this is, is yeah, because it's all his like, oh, you know, his programming is him essentially. So like, right. this, right. why is this version just like, hi, I'm Batmite. I just want to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, he's the librarian, yeah, essentially, yeah. to the to the, the, to the, the orb. information. So you guys also yeah, predicted Siri, is what yes. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <No>, absolutely. <laughs> we came up with everything that you like. Nostradamus. I love your nonchalance with that. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Victor Brandt as Professor Hamilton, uh, Ron Perlman as Jaxer, aka oh. Clayface, yeah. Jim Cummings as Phantom Zone Beast. I think he was also one of the bank robbers. I like he. We always have these like normal, you know, human English voice voice actors that are also just do a bunch of <laughs> sounds for random episodes. But but you know who Jim Cummings is, right? Winnie the Pooh and yes. Darkwing Duck. And yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was like, you know, a crossover between <laughs> Winnie the Pooh and Superman. So. <laughs> yeah, where Winnie the Pooh is a horrific lobster alien. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also, he was previously Jekko the Clown in Be a Clown. That's right. Tigress and Garth in Tiger Twiger. I, my God, he's everybody. And the sloths in House and Garden. <laughs> that that is actually, that just occurred to me, though. Yeah. The idea of him being Tigress mm -hmm. is hilarious because he's also. Oh, Tigger. Yeah, yeah. Tigger. <laughs> so, we, ne we never did. We did not. Can you go Tigress are wonderful things because there's only. <laughs> he's the only one. That should have been the poem. Him that Batman's saying at the end of the episode. <laughs> That's how great these voice actors are, by yeah, the way. It's, yeah. it's like they just like become other things. Yeah. And, you know, you've got that, that Frank Welker who was like any yeah. monster, yeah. you know, animal. And then I'm voice. also Fred from Scooby Doo. Yeah. yeah. And he's also Fred. You yeah. know, it's like, holy cow, that guy is amazing. Yeah. And Balza also is one of those guys. Mm -hmm. And also, Brainiac. Um, Corey Burton, uh, yeah, yeah. Corey Burton. Corey Burton is, he's like the modern Paul Freese, uh, who, if you don't know, was Boris Badenoff, but also the voice at the Disney rides. Oh. He was that, that, that okay. you know, he has that, he has that sort of, just his voice is just like butter. It's just amazing. He sounds like Orson Welles, but, but uh, just marvelous, you know, range. Yeah. But he goes from like this, you know, he can do all sorts of stuff. But I will still always hear like just that 1% Jim Cummings in all of his voices where I can go, yeah, that's yeah. Jim Cummings. Yeah. yeah. But someone like Corey Burton, he'll, his voice will show up in, oh, this character was Corey Burton. No, it wasn't. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's a, the Ludwig Ludwig von Drake. Yeah, the the, the scientist character. On yeah, the, on, in the Disney stuff. That's like he's. It's amazing. I, I knew hilarious. he did so many things, but then the first brainy, the first last son of Krypton. When I was looking up the first instance of a new actor, I'll list out like stuff you might know them for. And I was like, Ludwig von Drake, maybe he just did him like once. No, he was just him all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Paul Fries originated the role, but, you know, he died like in the right, right, right. Like 70s, early 80s, whatever, yeah. 70s, whatever. So it's like, it's been, it's been Corey ever since. Yeah. And he it sounds exactly the same. Yeah. And the thing was like, the, the Brainiac voice is based on the control voice from The Outer Limits. Oh, if you ever, okay. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you ever watch... You watch the title. The title sequence will be online somewhere. Just where, <laughs> yeah. where it's like we control your set. We control yes. your. You know, there's nothing wrong with your TV. You know, yeah. it's like 
but the next hour, you know, we'll it's, that all it's, that makes total sense. Yeah, and that's and that is Vic Perrin, who was the voice of Doctor Zinn on Johnny Quest, and <laughs> uh, and Corey can just do a perfect Vic Perrin impersonation. <laughs> he actually worked with Vic, and he know you know he knew the guy, and yeah. he actually does that voice perfectly. That the thing for me is like I again I'm not as versed in this this whole world as the two of you are, but I, I love and have this weird kind of like hindrance of like good actor good voice actors who are good voice actors but then there's like the voice actors who are this next level mm-hmm. and yeah. like the thing that comes to my mind is and of course i have like the tattoo but um over the garden wall has like i know you've got like tim curry you've got john cleese and mm. it's like they're amazing voice actors but you're just like that's tim curry mm-hmm yeah, like they're great at it, but they're not. Oh, oh it's like Christopher themselves. Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd is amazing, and you're like on, on oh that, but it's God. like, oh yeah, that's Christopher Lloyd. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So they're, they're like bit, they're yeah. perfect about it, but it's not like disguised. But maybe they weren't cast or asked to do it differently. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like that. That kind of Mark Hamillism of just like your voice can do whatever and you portray yeah. whatever perfectly. Right, right, right. But I mean, again, I. I think over the garden wall is perfect. Oh, that, that 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 is a perfect cartoon, though. The, the, the Elijah Wood is so great in that. That, that is like my I, one of my favorite Cartoon Network things, and it's great to watch around Halloween. Even though oh, yeah. it's like goofy and cartoony, it's like really creepy. Did I have I here? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, oh we got George awesome. Zunza as Perry White. <laughs> Who <laughs> was previously our? Uh, he was the ventriloquist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my God! Everyone's coming back. Yeah. Uh, Ron Glass as news anchorman. This is his only DCAU acting credit. I think he was the guy being like the UN has the guys are there uh-huh. at the UN. Um, he played Shepard Book in Firefly and Serenity. We were just talking about this. It's the Shepard guy. We know uh, him from uh, from Barney Miller. Yes, I was yeah, just about to say he's also Ron Harris. 164 episodes of Barney Miller. It was weird because I I never I we were just talking about this about being disappointed in me that I've not watched Firefly, but then Brian has also not watched Firefly. Uh, me neither. Oh, me okay. Neither. Well, I, hell yeah. I, 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 honestly, <laughs> honestly, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know it's great. Yes, I know. I know it's great, and I and I saw <laughs> I I've seen enough of it, and I know like I saw I yeah. saw a, a chunk of the movie, and I was like right. I, I I got. I got to save this. I have, yeah. can't watch the Serenity. I have to watch the series, <laughs> and I've been saving it, kind of like I did that with Breaking Bad. You know, mm. when I, I haven't finally, seen Breaking Bad, I finally Bad. binged Breaking Bad, so I did okay, finally watch one, it. That was but, um, unfortunate, Brian. <laughs> by the way, Barney Miller is awesome. Mm-hmm. If you ever see reruns of that show, just I've got like, a couple times, give it a yeah. give it a watch because. Yeah. And it's got Ava Goda, who was in yeah, Sal Valestra. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that was um, one of my points of pride was brian just got asked to be on someone else's podcast uh, the film realists a couple weeks ago to talk about mask of the phantasm and he happily agreed like just brian and he happily agreed and he got to watch mask of the phantasm again and in the podcast at some point uh, the host kyle was like uh, and his uh, who who was that character? And then Brian is like, "Oh, Salvatore Valestra." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> my baby boy! <laughs> like, he's all grown up." <laughs> so yeah, I like that. I'm uh, learning. Awesome. The last uh, of the cast is Carrie Tambazian as female correspondent. 
she had bit parts in Red Dead Redemption 2, Grand Theft Auto 5, Law and Order, and Osmosis Jones were the big ones wow. I checked out. Sweet. Yeah. It's funny that we, I guess because this was such big news, we just didn't have the same reporters all the time. Right. Yeah. It seems odd that, that <laughs> we would so just, many, why, not, yeah. why not Angela Chen again? Yeah. Why not? You know, it's <laughs> well, like. The running gag I, with Summer Gleason was uh, the first episode she was in. I think was Heart of Ice, and when Brian was describing the episode, doing his synopsis, he he said, and then Batman just like gives the tape to some lady, <laughs> and so then we called her some lady. The rest because it was already the first part of her name, <laughs> Eric yeah. kept calling her that like the whole series. And some then, lady Greasy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when Angela Chen showed up. I said, like, Lauren Tom is Angela Chen for the first time, and he's making this kind of face of, like, who was that? And I was like, that's the some lady of this show. (laughs) 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 All right, I got some tribs, and Dan can always be here to confirm or deny said tribs. Oh, my favorite part. Uh, In part one, in a fit of rage, Mala uses her heat vision to blow up a TV set. The ensuing explosion is reused footage from the gas canisters that Superman ignites in the way of all flesh. This footage is used again in part two when Superman electrocutes Mala and again when he throws a car at her. I How be- do people I catch it. this? I don't know, because we're all big, fat nerds, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that happens all the time. Like that the re- explosion, the explosion explosions. familiar. Yeah. Uh, during Brainiac's exposition uh, about Jaxer's coup, several of his charging soldiers pop off the screen at the bottom rather than move out of frame gradually. I disagree. I just said I thought that they didn't, and that looked good. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I, I notice those things a lot yeah. lately. I've been watching old cartoons where... Woody Woodpecker is where things pop off the screen, yeah. and I'm just I scream at the people. Ah, there's no quality control. <laughs> well, isn't, isn't that kind of a like whatever you would call like, uh, like the safe margins, the bleed area, or whatever of like a TV set? Like, oh, they're they're no, gone enough. No, no, just no. We're talking off. about in the middle of the screen where things okay, drop off. Okay, but these guys, um, but I, yeah, maybe that was it. I don't yeah. remember them yeah. dropping off, so I think it might just be choppy animation. We would have called. I barely noticed this while we were watching. Superman's wearing the anti-kryptonite suit while in the Phantom Zone, but when Hamilton asks Lois about that very fact, the suit is in its alcove behind him next to Superman's <laughs> space suit. Oh, and well, that's, they got two of them. It's fine. Exactly. Just two it, it. <laughs> I, I I noted this the space suit, but I didn't yeah. clock the other. It was just yeah, like one yeah. shot. Yeah. Mm. Uh, although his portrayal in the series is closer to that of General Zod, Jaxer is in fact an original character from the comics, a mad yep. Kryptonian scientist. In one of his appearances, he co-engineers with Zod a race between Superman and the Flash. Mala, on the other hand, seems to be an amalgamation of two female vil- villainesses, uh, Kryptonian criminals, and Zod associates Ursa and Feora. Is this accurate? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know that, that Jaxer actually came from the comics. Yes. That, that much I know that's like... Because Ursa was the Mala of the Christopher Reeve movies and Feora right, right. was the Mala of the of Man of Steel. <laughs> so yeah, just, they can't yeah. pick one. Yeah. Uh, sim- okay. <laughs> Similar to Lana Lang calling Big Susan an Amazon and my girl, Lois Lane says, yeah, right, and I'm Wonder Woman in an interview with Mala. Uh, you said... Does Wonder Woman exist? And I just went, <laughs> This is the first time Wonder Woman's mentioned in the DCAU, though this may present a continuity error since Wonder Woman does not appear until the Justice League series. I have a headcanon for this, but I can't explain it for a very long time. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know. Like, if I was to dis- dismiss it, like, Wonder Woman is not an impossible thing right. to think up. 
And if someone's like, oh, I'm Superman, and she's like, I'm Wonder Woman. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a kind of throwaway. Yeah, I, I like that explanation best because otherwise it'd be like, oh, well, in this world, in this time, she's a comic book. But no, that's yeah. this has got to be the same continuity as later on down the line. Yes. So she hasn't existed yet. It's just a, it's, <laughs> well, I mean, it's you, just the thing she said. You, when I said, asked if you would come on for this episode, you immediately said, yeah, no, but don't ask me about the Wonder Woman line. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Cause, because it's sort of like, I, I have no real answer for that because yeah. it was, it's a gag that, yeah. that Bob put in there. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, when we reference, it's funny because we can't reference Batman because Batman was still on Fox at the time. So he's always that nut in Gotham. Yeah. He's always referred to as that guy. Oh, my. Yes. Because he's he on, another on another network. On another network. Freakazoid makes a joke about that. Yeah. And they show him, yeah. but they show him in silhouette and they just say, we can't show this guy because he's on another network. But Wonder Woman you know, hadn't existed yet in animation. Oh, theoretically we were allowed to joke about her. Yeah. But I think I like your explanation that she's just putting two words together that they alliterate and it sounds powerful. And she, she, she named her. Yeah. I got you, you, Dan. You know what would be cool though, is if we had had Lois name her wonder woman in the show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would be later on down the line. Like she's see, I was right. (laughs) She does exist. Those two words come together. Well, now I'll, I'll do a little plug for that, that justice league revisited uh, podcast that Susan Eisenberg's doing. You were just on for secret origins. Yeah. You brought up... Uh, a, a, Should I leave? No. You brought up how the whole thing with like, oh, we almost couldn't have Wonder Woman, that kind of thing. Yes. With with the whole like Marsden estate business in that regard, is that... Could you just even say Wonder Woman in this without getting their permission? <laughs> yeah, we probably owe them a lot of money. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're just... Please don't. I hope they don't watch this episode or something. I, I think uh, parody or... I think it yeah, counts as yeah. sort of like, you know, one-time parody use or something like that. It's it's just a line. You know, if, we, if it actually showed her, yeah, then it would have been a problem. Right, yeah. Perry's insistence that the Daily Planet staff find Jaxer and Mala just before they come into the building is a tribute to yeah. the movie Superman 2, which has Perry talk about Zod, Ursa, and Non just before they attack the planet building. Is that coincidence? Is that a reference? I guess that's a Bob question, maybe. But Yeah, it's a Bob question. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be Bob! surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it was uh, a reference to it because, you know, there's so much of this that sort of inspired yeah. by that so i think some of the, like some of that kind of comedy in this landed really well others were almost bogged down the the menace of everything like perfect comedic timing bursting into the daily planet right after they're talking oh, how are we gonna look them up in the white pages yeah. <laughs> there they are <laughs> and then everyone else that's younger than us goes what the fuck is the white page <laughs> yeah. but, oh yeah. no that's like a lost joke now <laughs> yeah, it is oh, it is. oh that's exactly. sad exactly we have to dub over like <laughs> wikipedia or something <laughs> yeah yeah very awkwardly wikipedia google it Shall yeah, I Google? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but but then and you also have just like the scene of them at the United Nations being like, "Please sign these terms of surrender." Yes, we now own your planet. Feels very Christopher Reeve, very yes. kind of like yes. a little bit cheesy and whatever. And and I don't have any problem with any of it, but it does. And because the whole most of the episodes in daytime and all this stuff, it never quite got me to that level of like, oh my god, these guys are gonna really like 
screw up everything and take over the planet, it's like, no, nah, it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be fine. And, and, and honestly, there's there's one st- shot of like the, the destruction that they've caused in the world in yeah. the show, like the, the Middle East, and you're just it's like- almost comically like, over the top. It really does. <laughs> yeah. It looks like something like, like a parody or something of, of yeah. destruction. It just, there's guys combing the desert in the background. <laughs> well, like, you know, ships are dropping and, you know, it's like, yeah. it, it just, it, it felt, I'm like, oh, I wish we had done something more realistic here. <laughs> yeah. This this just feels, you in know. In the last three days, Jaxer softer. and Mala have, have demanded that all water be turned pink. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Last couple things. According to this episode, although Superman has used the cavern in the North Pole since stolen memories or since the main man, depending on how you look at things, <laughs> it is Professor Hamilton who first coins the term Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Right. Did you like that? Did you think that was silly and stupid? No, I thought it was clever because okay. like this the the name itself at the risk of offending everybody. I mean, that's been Sounds my question little... the whole podcast of Superman so far. Is like, did you like that or do you think it was stupid and silly? <laughs> no, no, I, I thought, like previously I was thinking that like Fortress of Solitude is like kind of a pretentious term to be like, mm-hmm. ah, my Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> but then to have t- uh, ha- Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah, Hamilton say it like, that, that sounds very like, like on par for him, him. Yeah, like yeah. that's like of course that's something he would even say. Superman yeah, raises an eyebrow at it. Yeah, 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 and so I think that was brilliantly played off. Hold on just a second. Yeah. Hold on just a second. Whatever. <laughs> oh, what okay. we got? What I got here is uh, Doc Savage. Nineteen. Mm-hmm. This is October nineteen thirty eight. Damn. And this is an issue Fortress called of Solitude. Oh. What? So what? What so, is? What is that? This is the guy that Superman has ripped off for. Uh, <laughs> Superman ripped off from this guy. His name is Clark Savage Jr. And he what? was known. He's the ma- he's the man of bronze. What? And- <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. Right. For real? Because yeah, for real, for real. And it's sort of his origin is sort of similar to to Batman in the sense that he's trained since childhood to do good and whatever. So he's like a peak human perfection. Uh, so he and he is referred to frequently as a Superman. Oh my God! And and he has a base on the North Pole that is a big dome where he goes to do his experiments and studies and and keeps his private library and his trophies and all this stuff <laughs> his away <zoo>. from. The- <laughs> and Superman had a base, but they never named it until this magazine ceased publication in oh the 50s <laughs> and then they named it the fortress officially they just they just like we already stole it we already <laughs> using it let's just name it the same thing and it became the fortress of solitude officially but wow. doc had it first this 1938 and before in fact um, wow i don't think i didn't know that part of it i i do like that as if like professor hamilton's like this gives me an idea there's another guy right over there that has a fortress of solitude <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> i wish to read about him in the yeah, books yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, just like doc savage's book i wish we had done uh, yeah, that you could you know? throw the, yeah that'd be fun superman's like hmm, that sounds completely original <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no legal problems here i'm superman the man of gold, uh, steel. <laughs> Bron- uh. <laughs> the man of bronze thing ruined me. That's amazing. Uh, when this episode aired on Toon Disney, Jaxer's order for Mala to crush his skull while holding Superman was edited out. That makes sense. Really? We had all the frags and stuff edited out from Lobo also. Yeah. I don't know oh, why really? any of Superman was ever airing on Toon Disney, but that's come up a few times I, I, in the, yeah, in the yeah. trivia. 
Everybody wanted to, a piece of this stuff, and they yeah. had, you know, <laughs> but they had sensors that were like more intense than than ours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's do keen keen effects. Uh, yeah. The Phantom Zone Kirby Crackle, obviously, big one. Obviously. I think the shot of Superman getting, like, ripped apart, screaming and stuff, the very first shot where he kind of fades into frame, he does a very cool, like, kind of whiplashy motion with his body that fe- felt very TMS, almost as if you, yep. like, uh, can we just get you to do that one shot, please? Or something? <laughs> no, no, we did that. <laughs> we designed, you know, those those poses and yeah, all that okay. stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah, even Jack Sir coming out of there was in a very... Yeah. Like that looks like storyboarded. That was the pose you put him in. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's not that it's anything special, but just like something visually again <laughs> that may, we laughed hysterically at. Just that monster coming back through that second yeah, hole, hole or yes. creating a new yes. hole in the roof was just the, one of the funniest <laughs> yeah. things. I, I I designed the Phantom Zone projector. Cool. Did you? And and to be honest, oh then I guess we're already ripping off the uh, you know Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> Uh, it is based on an element of a of a it's a simplified element from some Kirby design from some of the comics. Mm. I, I I've been trying to find where I where I got it from, but it's it's like yeah, that, that sort of that. basic configuration and whatever that that horn you know it's a simplified like like exhaust port or something yeah. off of something. <laughs> it's, there, there's some other bigger thing that I'm like oh that part there would make a good. Phantoms on projection. <laughs> put that together and kind of yeah, added stuff to it. And and uh, I like that it's got just like little like radio dials on it too. It's yeah, not, yeah, it's not yeah. like a futuristic keypad or hologram no, or anything. No, just, no, it's like you, let me tune the Phantom Zone projection. Yeah, to, to me, my my first glance at it reminded me of the uh, original War of the Worlds ships. Mm. Exactly. If that was the idea. Of the also, that 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 that, that kind of weird kind shape. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. That thing that reminds me of the eyes and the that 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 one uh, head that kind of mm-hmm. is on a stock that looks around. Yeah, I I love when I clock things like that. I feel so yeah. justified. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Dan can just say exactly about anything that we. Oh, yeah, fair. <laughs> no, I actually drew that. That was part yeah. of the thing in my mind you, too. You so. can always tell us when we're wrong, please. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, the, this whole idea of the Phantom Zone is supposed to be benevolent. Like, oh, gee, you know, we don't kill them, but we just send them to <laughs> horrific you know, suffer for eternity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Superman's powers. Did we have any new Superman powers or weaknesses in this episode? I don't think so. He had all his basic stuff and showing Mala how to yeah, do the basic I, stuff. I don't think there was anything. Yeah. Different. By the way, there was an edict that Bruce had on this show that I don't know if that um, if if it has come up before. They're fires, and in the comics and in the movie, you know, he would blow them mm. out yeah but for some reason bruce thought that the image of the super breath was silly and yeah. he forbade us from using the super breath so that idea of like him freezing because he's like ah, it wouldn't work you know that 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 stuff freezes yeah. from the from the force of his of his exhalation <laughs> you know so we weren't allowed to use it we come up with clever ways for him to put out fires. Uh, he doesn't pee out things. No, that's that's not one of them. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> great. So oh my god! I, I, I have to share with him now, though the hose. <laughs> 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 so it was feeding time. The first parasite episode. 
There's a big fire in Star Labs. Superman rips a pipe out of the wall and is blasting water with the what? pipe. Then when he's done, he just crunches off the end of the pipe to stop the water. <laughs> and Brian just, without missing a beat, just very casually, that's how I stop peeing. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like losing it. And he's just, I've only peed once. <laughs> I'm, I'm done now, crunch. <laughs> so there you go. That's how. That's why he doesn't use freeze breath for these reasons. Exactly. <laughs> So that that's and and it's yeah. So yeah. there you go. I, I, like I was gonna say, oh, there's a couple. Oh, that's that's yes, in the later, future. That's in the future. We'll yeah. talk about something else. But um, but yeah, you'll see. We'll like come up with clever ways yeah. for him to do mm-hmm. things like that, which are not his super breath, mm-hmm. which is kind of like in hindsight. I wish somebody had we just talked him into it because it would have saved us a lot of trouble. It, it's like, and when we get to Justice League, there are other issues of other things that we weren't allowed to do, and then we kind of like eventually. They crept mm-hmm. in. Okay. Uh, on that note, then we have our how strong one to ten. Oh, how strong was Superman strong. in this episode? He like just manhandled the space needle. That's true. Yeah, that's you, like a, that's like a nine, nine and a half. But but he does grunt. We mm-hmm. make sure that he's making an effort, and he's got a <laughs> when he does it. <laughs> this is difficult. Know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like yeah. eight. Yeah. Eight well, and a half. Brian tried to give him a ten. Uh, last episode for I try to give him a ten, and I was like, no, you can't give Superman. There's only one instance that that you can give Superman a ten, and it, it won't happen for a long time. So <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> okay. I'll try uh, to be a little yeah. more conservative. I'll yeah. Give, yeah, I'll give him an eight for the space needle wrangling. Yeah. Uh, where's Clayface? Uh, he was Ron Perlman. He was Jaxer. <laughs> uh, Dan, was this episode books or hip hop? Oh dear, I'm. I'm somewhere in the middle, I think. But. Uh, same here. Same here. Um, <laughs> I think it was hip-hop. I, 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 mm. I, I was to say hip-hop. Hip-hop. We, yeah, I we, think so. It makes me realize we didn't talk about the music like at all, and you had a very rare instance of going like, the music was really good in this one when it was over. Uh, I felt like Christopher Carter, especially in part one, did a really good job of selling yeah. everything that was happening. Not that the second part was bad or anything. No, but, but the dude, yeah, yeah, but they did. They both did a great job on yeah. it. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's the music in this show is like always happening. That's what we got. We got <laughs> yeah. Jordan Blumen yeah. for our musical thoughts. <laughs> we do. Yes, that's true. The last one before we do our top ten placements is a, a new one that I invented for this for Superman. Because I realized going into it that almost every Superman villain is bald in some way. And so we have the baldness hierarchy, a.k.a. the balderarchy. <laughs> uh, we're not ranking them yet. We're just picking the winner per episode. And then at the end of the show, we'll rank those all against each other. Yeah. Um, but we I, I got to play the little song for you. He's bald, I'm bald, we're all bald. But who's the baddest bald of all? It's James and Brian's final call, the Balderarchy. And I'm just so glad you're here for us with this, uh, Dan, because <laughs> that, that's me. <laughs> are you the? Are you? Do you win top bald? I I think uh, we Lex was in this. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, otherwise, like the Phantom Zone creature is the only like, and so it's oh, he's got no hair at all. Yeah. We re- we list the antagonists in full before deciding who's the most. But Jaxer and Mala have hair. Have hair. Lots of hair. So yeah, it's yeah. got to be the Phantom Zone. Phantom monster. Zone creature. Phantom Zone monster. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all yeah. right. Well, that was Absolutely. easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yeah, top top ten, Brian. We put him on the okay. Uh, so yeah, our top tens 
uh, so far have been pretty We've been really similar close. for this show. Uh, we just kicked off Stolen Memories as our bottom one so far. Really? Yeah, it, it didn't it didn't speak to us as much okay. for some reason. But so my my top ten in reverse so far. I've got the Main Man Part One at the bottom now. Tools of the Trade, Fun and Games, Feeding Time, My Girl, The Main Man Part One, A Little Piece of Home, Two's a Crowd. The Way of All Flesh and Lesson of Krypton parts one through three at the top. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate this for sure, but I think I'm going to put it right below feeding time and above fun and games, the toy man. You don't, you disagree, Dan. You're making a what kind of face. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that you like this one more than the... The toy man? Than toy man? You know, as I'm saying it, I don't know if I agree with myself. (laughs) But I do have the Toyman one a little bit low. I think that one was mostly because it was the second episode after the the intro, you know, debut stuff. And since then, we've had much more powerful villains and and intriguing things going on. I I do think there are better Toyman things to come from my perspective, but... Oh, I, I, that one's like one of my favorite of the series. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. I, I just think that the Super Bowl and the, the, all yeah, the, all the, the bouncing really ball. Yeah. clever, clever thing. And also his origin story with the pop-up book, the, the way he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, his yeah. voice is so creepy and just like forcing Lois to dress as a doll is like so weird and fetishy. <laughs> oh yeah. He's so no, creepy. No, there's lots to love about it for sure. I, I'm yeah, not putting it, it's it down. It's just sort of yeah. such a creep. I, I love him. It's really interesting. And this was something that was like in Batman, something that was like a constant dilemma and between me and like most of the listener, we've talked about this before, but basically like everybody has the things that really hook them and like why they put them in the top 10 for you. Like one of the bigger parts is the art. art in it. Yeah. And for me, I'm almost only solely about the story. And for you, it sounds like something like some things that rain heavy for you are like the elements of it and the the creativity within the show. And and it is also like like a mix between the animation because I think the animation in in Fun and Games is phenomenal. That that's the one with the dinosaur, right? A uh, um, little piece of home has a dinosaur. A little piece of home. Fun okay, and Games okay. is a big duck. Yeah, the big duck. <laughs> for crying out loud, the big duck is awesome. Come for on. crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, two no, each it's there. Got, we got the little toy planes. We got the yeah. Super Bowl. We've got his armies. That this his toy army. I, I just there's some really cool visual visuals yeah. in that, and yeah. uh, and and he's just he himself is like really 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 cool. Yeah, he's very creepy. So, uh, and I think he won top bald for that episode because we weren't we don't know what's under the mask. No, here. we don't. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that kicked uh, Main Man Part One off my top ten now. I don't quite know where to put this. I think I'm in that same thing where, like, again, the story of it makes me want to rank it, I think, higher. Because you just get a lot of, like, oh, well, people are, like, there are a couple of Kryptonians who are still alive. And you get a little Mm -hmm. more, like, in-depth of, like, the science of some of the things. And I think that's kind of neat. It doesn't grab me as much as The Last Son of Krypton, of course. What is happening? I know. I hear gongs. Are there gongs going on? Dogs is- banging gongs over there. <laughs> There's a ghost in our space. Brian, we have to wrap this up. I think I'm going to put it at number seven between Feeding Time and My Girl. All right. Dan, when we last had you on for Riddler's Reform, we forgot to ask you where you would put it uh, above or below Zatanna. And I'm going to guess above. 
above. But yeah. you had put Zatanna at yeah. number ten as like a oh it's gonna if it's gonna be on the top ten it's at the bottom or whatever. <laughs> what, do you have a specific number in mind for Riddler's Reform or you just want just uh, anywhere? Well, wait, I, I don't <laughs> even know what the criteria top ten or what you know. Uh, it's well, like I top guess 10 best so we're, how we've been doing it is like since I've seen everything we're gonna watch. I'm trying to keep it to just comparing to everything we're watching so far through the podcast and not thinking ahead right, right, to right. like, well, I wouldn't put it that high because I know this thing's coming or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, no, it's a thing but, with, with the thing with Riddler's Reform. It's like, um, I, I put it up fairly high for me, but I still like things like Baby Doll more mm-hmm. than, and there's, there's, there's like all those other episodes that I love so much, yeah, you know? Yeah. Zatanna on the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Even though for me personally, I just think, and then, and then this would be up from that. Less than Riddler's Reform. Okay, uh, I liked it, but I, I I think Riddler's Reform is like it's mm-hmm. it's a more solid it's a more solid story. Yeah, definitely. Man, I wanted so much more Riddler. I know, I know, I know. And I know. You won't we, get was <laughs> we, we was robbed. We was robbed. We was robbed. And there's one that would have been a perfect Riddler show, and then we couldn't really change it because it was based on a comic. Yeah, and, Diet Riddler. And, yeah. and they were just like, no, that that is what it is. And it was based on a comic, and we're paying the comic guy for this and he wrote it and mm-hmm. we, we're not going to insult him by saying it would be better if, <laughs> even though there are specific riddles in it per se uh-huh. but there are kind of things for batman to solve they're puzzles and things for him to solve in it that really fit yeah a, a riddler yeah. type of show okay well now we go to the future to do the mail we're not doing that here in real time we'll do it later Without Dan, mm-hmm. Dan doesn't get to hear oh, okay. the mail because he, okay. he doesn't want to hear all the complaints about the screaming mice. He's like, please no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so glad we didn't do that. <laughs> uh, so glad. Yeah, yeah. That yacht, that one small extra yacht, put it over. We drop what we drop. Our weekly yacht. Oh yeah, those. Into the comment box. There sure was a lot. Now Jamie's mad. Too bad we're all. At least I am. Just Dylan Paula. Now this was a two hour plus Dan Reba episode we're inside of. So let's make the mail as slow as possible. If you'd like Agreed. to reach out to us like the fire hand at the end of the cat in the claw part two, please leave us a voicemail or fuck. What do I say? Uh, email us or send a 60 second voice message to batwagonpod at gmail.com. That's also now in the description per a couple of requests. Uh, so you can see it spelled out and know what, what to send shit to. This is uh, comments and emails from last episode, which was uh, episode 97 Two's a crowd or hot tub, hot tub. This is from Dylan Pollock. So we're doing a two-parter right this time, he says. You're welcome, Dylan. Hello, James and Brian. It's Hello. time for the Thoughts of the Week from Dylan Pollock on Blast from the Past Parts 1 and 2. Or back in my day, we used to just say words in our messages. None of this creative music or corporate messaging or <laughs> banana universes and such. Do we have any way of knowing why a gun connected to a prison zone was in a ship with a baby? Because that is where the Phantom Zone comes from, from Clark's baby ship that was built we talked baby. about why. James, I can't say it because spoiler reasons, but just yes or no, do you know if there's a reason that Jaxer's soldiers back on Krypton look so much like a future character beyond this no, episode? No, I don't know. And why. hey, at least on Krypton, the leader of a violent insurrection receives punishment. Am I right? But don't... <laughs> also, I don't remember how it gets said, but apparently the Kryptonian council took it easy on Mala because she was just following orders. Yikes, Krypton, not mm. a good look. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just Mm-mm. picturing Lex Luthor on Mala. She belongs in the Phantom Zone like the dog she is. <laughs> Bringing her out was a huge mistake many people are saying. And am I the only one who found the moment hilarious when 
Superman throws Mala and Jaxer, and they're both falling, and she uses him as a springboard to push off of and go back at Superman. <laughs> and the two of them are never, like, discussing that for Jaxer to be like, kind of uncool, I am the, the guy in charge, and you sort of used me as a floor. All right, enough of that. It's time for the question of the week. No. James' favorite part. Ah. Say this was our friend in Gotham. Do you think he would have released Mala, and no. if so, would he no. have had any hope of stopping Mala and Jaxer, or <laughs> no. would they basically be running the planet <laughs> no i don't think you i don't think it would have gotten that far he wouldn't he would just be like he's suspicious of fucking everybody <laughs> he's probably he's suspicious of like a sound from upstairs like oh alfred he must be fucking shit up up there <laughs> and runs out, like he would not look into the peephole and be like a nazi woman from space i'll get her out of there like <laughs> She'd have to be really hot. (laughs) Well, I guess, yeah. (laughs) She's bordering, I think. She's in the cute zone. That was from Quinlan Jones, Dear Slim Jim Smoothie and Boysenberry Bunt Cake. Ooh, I did like Boysenberry. Third time writing in, not counting my singular comment on your three-hour James and Brian Lose Their Minds episode. Quick (laughs) rundown on why you see bearer bonds so often in fictional crime. Bearer bonds are purchasable debt provided by the government when they needed money in times like after the Civil War. What? I just like the idea of like purchasable debt. It's Give like, me that oh, that's debt, like, please. That's my life, right? Yeah. Can I get a six pack that's of debt, please? You buy? Yeah. <laughs> we got Jimmy, some yop in the fridge. We got a, a pack of debt if you'd like that. Where do you where do you get your debt from? I smoke six debts a day. <laughs> <laughs> you, buy, you buy the bond for fifty thousand. The government takes your money so they can use it. You return the bond so many years later, and you get your fifty thousand back plus interest. Oh, why? They're referred to as bearer bonds because their purchase is not linked to an individual, rather the bond itself. So whoever is currently holding the bond, the bearer, is the rightful owner. Oh, like a ring bearer. Or like a bear that you see in the woods. Like a a polar bear. Polar bearer named Gale. Difference is one bond is worth roughly $1 million to $1.5 million in today's money. $50 million in bearer bonds is a stack of 50 pieces of paper and fits in a briefcase. $50 million in cash in $100 bills is going to be like two trash bags full and easily weigh over 100 pounds. And since no records are kept for the owners of bearer bonds, they cannot be tracked. Too long didn't read. A bearer bond is basically a $1 million bill. Absolutely fucking riveting, I know. <laughs> I will be doing my very best to attend the in-person meeting of this strange little yappy family. Okay, sweet. Yeah. To anyone else who's considering going, a tip. Buy your airline tickets three to five weeks in advance. You'll get the best prices and likely a window seat if that's your thing. Sorry for the length of the email, Master James Side and Brian Eak. I only wish to serve. Please don't hurt me, Quinlan. We can't hurt you. You're not even here. You're just a a message from Dylan Pollock. When you show up, we won't either. And (laughs) I would say that... The Google form is in the, the description, as always. Go there if you can tell us if you're going to come to that March 9th yes. in Eugene, Oregon. This is from Tip Tapricot. Didn't have time for ep or voice message this week, but wanted to say I know both the vor and the time, and actually knew the time before the bell when I was a kid. Taco time forever. Fuck yeah, taco time. <laughs> Tip Tapricot, we got to... Uh... Isn't, also, isn't vor like a like a fetish thing of being eaten. Isn't that a thing? <laughs> Someone will tell me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty sure. Like a vorophilia or I something don't know. like that? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, this is from what I was saying is Gvigvike for a while. Oh, uh, it's, a but it's a pronunciation. Uh, the character for Gwe, value, it's, it's 
the character for Gwei, Cinnamon. So it valuable Cinnamon. <laughs> and trans rights at the end. I think that's the third Gwei. So Gwei Gwei K is how we say it probably. <laughs> I, like I just really that, wanted it to be like, I wanted the big reveal to be like cute Cinnamon. Treasure Cinnamon. No, I'll go to Gwei Gwei. We know now. This is from Eric LeBeau. What's good, James L. and Brian Err? Not much. It's been a minute since I sent an email. <laughs> Not much. Nothing's good. I smoke a pack of debt every second. Uh, but you know life can how life could be sometimes. Glad I could catch up in time for the conclusion of S-Test Season 1, start of Season 2 with another favorite two-parter of mine. Good job. I don't know why I always leaned more toward liking Jaxer and Mala over the Kryptonians in Superman 2. Though I imagine it's partially due to their clothes not looking like black bathrobes. Do Jaxer and Mala's outfits remind anyone else of that animated Buzz Lightyear movie? Not the new one. It's the TV show. <laughs> yeah. The Star Command movie or whatever. Beyond me. Uh, oh, there you go. Also, when Jaxer said, Mala, crush his skull, I'll bet at least 5% of the audience watching this nowadays said, it should have been me, only to be disappointed <laughs> when realizing Mala would only use her hands. <laughs> I give this episode four flying mantis worm things out of five. Until next time, keep calm and yap on. Not not four watermelons out of five. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from Scrudge. So is the Scrudge. Phantom Zone just like hell? They don't really explore it too much, but Jaxer just casually mentions that it's worse than death, apparently. Pretty heavy stuff. I remember in the Man of Steel movie when they put the bad guys in those penis rockets in order to send them to the Phantom Zone. Also, shout out to the film realists from a fellow Ontarian. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Should we start counting Ontarians? <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll have a special Ontarian yeah. section of the wall. Or <laughs> This is from Kale. Kryptonian Preservation Society. Apologies for being away for so long, Jor- Jorman Gainder and Beazelbub. I, okay. <laughs> I was in John Day attempting to find kryptonite. Oh, you're right outside our window. I uh, was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> but all they we had another were, or, I Oregonian. Or... I guess, yeah, we just we keep track of that. Uh, yes. Lousy fossils. I don't know what they have to brag about. Now for the assessment. Size, a baseball, color, green. Current location, the Phantom Zone, previously from the bottom of the deep blue sea, vibe, honey, Mariah Carey. If I had more time, <laughs> I'm glad I mix it up. Yeah. If I had more time, I'd uh, be able to write a longer email, but I'm off to Japan where I hope to get a lead on some kryptonite. I will, however, do my best to return to Oregon in time for your big show. I'd hate to miss it. Until next time, Kale, founder, curator, and director of operations of the Kryptonite Preservation Society. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, I hope to see you there. If you're still in Japan, hey, you're in Japan. You can't be mad. Uh, Charles Motosierra. <laughs> you know what they say. They you're in Japan, Japan, you can't, can't be, be mad. mad. Nope, it's against the law, actually. They'll <laughs> throw you in this phantom zone. Regarding Blaster in the Past Part 1, or Space Nazis Never Fail to Be Cool Villains, it's curious that the far gone days of the 1900s were a time when Superman releasing a space Nazi made him look stupid, but that did not apply to a hot lady space Nazi. Let's agree that the top of a sculpture is one of the worst places to leave a soon-to-collapse observation deck full of people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Evil Banana Baby says Gaga Goo Goo translation unsatisfactory. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. The Banana Baby, Goo Goo Gaga translation. My father sat me and my brother Banana Boy down and told us, okay, 
My children, I know you have wondered where I have been, and I'm sorry for disappearing for so long without an explanation, but I assure you it was for a good reason. As I know you're both aware, your uncle, Evil Banana Man, has somehow found our new home and has threatened to unbalance the positive energy of this comment section. I feared he was too powerful, so I climbed onto the shoulder of one, of the one who yells big whoosh and flies away to train and find my inner peace. I have returned, believing I could hold the balance now, but I could never have anticipated the arrival of your cousin, Namananab. Sons, I need your help. We must keep this place or home okay. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to turn into its own podcast, right? Yeah, I hope so. I'll subscribe immediately. Oh, yeah. Jungi Fulmer, all I could think of in the taco discussion was Joker's Taco Barge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that didn't come up. <laughs> uh, who knows? Lanola Cola. Good morning slash afternoon slash evening, Jam L and Manila. To, Good <laughs> to season two of Tug on the Super Cape. Now we're starting STAS season two with a bang, or rather a blast with Blast from the Past Parts 1 and 2, a.k.a. Smile, You're in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> While the idea of other Kryptonians arriving to Earth was previously done in the comics, I was not expecting Superman and Mala to steal Batman's shtick with staking out robberies at night. Nor was I expecting STAS to depict Kryptonian Jan... Oh, Kryptonian January 6th. Jarrell easily oh, thwarting it. God. Lex Luthor doing oh, a J. Jonah Jameson impression <laughs> with his slanderous speech on Kryptonians. And the chunk of kryptonite to disappear and not get mentioned again. Most of all, I didn't expect these episodes to finally name Superman's wank cavern as the Fortress of Solitude. Also, Lois's affirmative noise after being freed from Mala's grip in part one sounded like she was a bit into it. <laughs> yeah, we're on the uh, pathway here. That's all for now. I'll re return faster than the UN almost surrendering to Jaxer and Mala till we up again. <laughs> Batgirl fangirl. Hey. I thought to myself, that Phantom Zone projector sure looks like a snazzy-looking watering can. Next thing I see, Professor <laughs> Hamilton testing it on a potted plant. <laughs> <laughs> when they were surrendering the entire planet to Mala and Jaxer, there was actually people still hard at work in the office buildings they crashed through. You'd think that they would get the day off on surrender day. When Superman <laughs> put down that restaurant precariously on those three buildings, could you imagine being one of the people inside? We're saved! Uh, anyone got a length of rope? <laughs> still... It's now open at a new location, I suppose. The cyclist. <laughs> the cyclist. You, it's Mala. Really? No one noticed them walking down the street before the cyclist got knocked on the noggin with his own bicycle. Yeah, we talked about maybe, that. Yeah, maybe it was Halloween. Who knows? <laughs> I love this two-parter. It was so much fun to see the two on the bounce. I really can't wait to see the next episode. As you know, I'm watching them for the first time in the air date order, so I've got to wait till next week for more S-Tests. I'll be patient. Keen podcast guys have never listened to one in a hot tube before. I think you mean hot tub, but I'll take it. A lot, uh, we're always in a hot tube, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Loved your recent video on Redacted. I learned so much. <laughs> uh, I was thinking of like, does the whole flat earth thing, or are there, are there people coming out with tube earth now? <laughs> tube earth. Tube earth. Uh, <laughs> anywho, five stars and five watering cans. I mean, Phantom Zone projectors. Thank you so much. Nice. Metropolis Mayor Franklin Berkowitz <laughs> says, important public announcement. Dear Metro Met Metropolites, Metropolitans, Metropolians, I, the mayor of this great city, am glad to announce that the Metropolis Police Department, along with Superman, has captured the terrorists attacking our population and neutralized the threat. 
Wait, what do you mean they haven't found the bomb? Holy shit, we're all going to die. Sweet mother of Christ, have mercy. <laughs> a few hours later. Okay, apparently Superman saved everyone. As I was saying before, this great success demonstrates how my administration has greatly improved our law enforcement. In short, please reelect me. <laughs> <laughs> my constituents. <laughs> we are up 25 points in Australia TV reviews. So I think that's all uh, All those guys on the wall next to you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> From Serum Lake, just wanted to let you know that I'm behind on the podcast. What can I say? I'm a busy boy. But I just learned that you left me off your list of British listeners. <laughs> like, everyone needs to just have a, like, sign-off of their location or something. How are we supposed to keep track of this shit? <laughs> I'm looking for New Hampshireites out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, Kevin Sanchez, a year behind. Oh, there's a new body. Oh, a new body. That, that is the wrong button, but you know. Uh, hey, J and B. Hey. I just started listening to the podcast about a month ago, so I'm not quite caught up to current day. I'm actually a year behind. You shouldn't be. Uh, almost exactly a year behind, actually. I just listened to episode 59, Read My Lips, the ventriloquist debut episode. God, that was a fucking year ago. <laughs> that does not let's, seem that like. Oh. Let's not. Uh, it was the episode following Kevin Conroy's death. The timing was uncanny, but much needed yeah. right now. Yeah, he. that was the one-year anniversary of his death. I guess that adds up uh, a few days ago. Yeah, well. uh, I appreciate both of your insight on the matter. He was an icon and a hero to us all, sent from my iPhone. He was indeed <laughs> sent from my iPhone. No, he was great. <laughs> Uh, will be sorely missed, absolutely. And constantly. G yeah, Jessica and I just got to that episode also on a car trip, and we got home like the second that you and I go like, okay, so we're going to talk about Kevin Conroy, and I'm like, fuck, that's the next thing we're going to listen to. We get in the car like, god damn it. Whatever. It's fine. Jordan Newman, Gotham Insider, Musical Minute. Blast from the past. Never apologize for loving your fandom. Try to stay optimistic. I ran out of time. Nice. <laughs> You're listening to the Gotham Insider, reporting from Metropolis. Tonight's top story, a couple more aliens showed up in Metropolis, there's always, always a few, yes. <laughs> and decided to be assholes, including uh, throwing around the mailman, which I've got to say, not cool. We here at the Gotham Insider support our hard-working postal workers. <laughs> anyway, apparently these aliens wanted to take over the world. It's always something, either take over the world or steal all our data or just do an epic Gene Simmons cosplay. <laughs> these guys look pretty metal, maybe they were into that. I don't know. <laughs> Now over to the music. I really liked the kind of flowy, tranquil music at the beginning, and uh, there were some sort of discordant trumpets during the monster fight. I also really liked the triangle player going nuts during the, the battle against the alien monster at the beginning. Never <laughs> underestimate uh, triangle solo. And the DIC ray was used when the mailman was falling, truly the most tragic part of the episode. <laughs> the perfect moment for it, yeah. Ryan Hip. Hey, the old Batman slash new Superman adventures. The brand new adventures of Batman and Superman today here on Kids WB. I'd say the timing couldn't be better. Yes, we finally made it to the peak of this entire franchise. That's right. Justice League Unlimited can suck it. Return of the Joker, never heard of her. Mask of the Phantasm. Okay, that might be the single greatest thing ever made by humans. Forget I've been talking. I know there is some nostalgia <laughs> involved in me saying that. My earliest memories of the DCAU are of the new Batman Superman adventures, but I genuinely think that in terms of storytelling and animation quality, and the kind of bonkers shit the network let them get away with, this is it. Especially when we get to the very best episode later on about a Mr. Kent, my personal favorite episode. <clears throat> and what better way to kick off this exciting team up of DC superheroes than with 
one episode of Superman on a Monday afternoon. But then they follow it up with one episode of Superman on a Tuesday afternoon. They don't do the double headers until the weekend. By the way, if you're playing along at home, they played Batgirl Returns on Wednesday and Deep Freeze on Thursday. You're welcome. As for the episodes themselves, everybody's favorites, Blast from the Past, parts one and two, they're good. Part one has Superman trying his damnedest to make Gina Carano a functioning member of society. But of course, that's a task not even Superman's capable of doing. And part two is basically a low-rent Superman 2 slash Man of Steel, but it gets the job done. But you know this is where Kids WB draws the line because they totally would have been able to use General Zod if they were perfectly fine with Superman killing somebody on afternoon television. <laughs> okay, I think Nick Frino's calling me back to the water tower, so later, kids! <laughs> Thanks. Amazing. Yeah, I, I haven't even, like, try not to, like, say things that are ha about to happen unless I've said them to Brian on the podcast because now he's sort of getting into the information that, yeah, there's going to be... A programming block. Superman started airing back to back with Batman episodes, but we're not there yet. Oh, so, you know, we're not. We're almost. We're getting there. We're getting close. We're going back to Batman. Yeah, I, w I wish I could have uh, explained it to you on my own. <laughs> you know, don't worry. I am exhausted, and I will certainly forget by yeah. You won't remember it all. Seven p.m. Uh, Lobo boy fanboy four twenty. Hello, Rose and Max. Yada yada yada. Lobo boy fanboy four twenty. Yada yada yada. This is actually what's written. This episode didn't have enough Lobo. Zero out of ten. We get it. Anyways, long story short, me and my buddy had what we called a Lobo night a few days ago. We got cheap liquor and cheap pizza and watched every episode of Lobo we could find on Brian's dog Max. Awesome. But the liquor we choose was Everclear, which we did precisely one. Oh shot of no. before we decided to find some mixers yeah we used two shots of everclear then equal parts lemon lime soda pineapple juice and green hawaiian punch i don't remember what the flavor was called uh, and seeing as how so just sugar death as seeing as how we started our lobo night with the main man part one we named this concoction weasel spit okay <laughs> that'd be good uh oh weasel spit and as for my review it was bad horrible even i woke up in my shed man <laughs> man was never meant to consume vibrant green Green liquids. Don't try this drink ever. If any listeners want to try this drink, don't. If you do, consider just one shot of Everclear instead, or better yet, replace the Everclear with vodka, or even better, don't make this. Anywho, thanks yeah. for the yops. Lobo smooching and saying I love you too. Blaze it. Sent via the Samsung Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G and AT&T 5G smartphone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Kevin Tran. Hey. hey, Jamie T. Kirk and Brock. Oh, just stop for, at Jamie T. Thumbs up for that one. <laughs> Thanks for sharing the piece I made, you guys. I've got a lot of love from fellow listeners. Not too much to say about this episode, but that it's good. By the way, did you guys know it's Superman's 85th anniversary? He's so old. He's so old. I feel like DC hasn't been promoting it as much as they would Batman, which is next year. That really bums me out. For the character who started the whole idea of superhero, I wish DC did more. So I took it upon myself to make a series of Superman art. Thanks and have a yappy day, Kevin. He made a cool Superman drawing that is probably on his Instagram or something. Ba -ba -da -ba. Yeah, up and away. And last first, we have Mark Aquino, Blast from the Past, or Daddy, I don't care if he's a giant flying alien weevil. He owns my heart and we marry tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, Mary tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, we wary tomorrow. <laughs> we wary tomorrow. Narrator, you unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension, a dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and of substance, of things and ideas. You've crossed over into the yappy zone. I mean, phantom zone. <laughs> yeah. So in this episode, Adam Weber is the son of an eccentric inventor who, after the threat of a potential nuclear attack, kept his family locked in a bomb shelter for 35 years. One day, they run out of food 
food and supplies, and Adam ventures out into the world to get some, only to realize that a lot has changed in the world since 1962. He meets a young woman who bears a striking resemblance to a former Batgirl, and she helps him get acclimated to modern society, and... Hold on. That's not the episode. It's the plot to a Brendan Fraser movie from 1999. <laughs> Damn it. Why do I keep making these kinds of mistakes? Yeah, it's the same title, baby. There was a lot in this that felt just like Superman 2, The Phantom Zone, Evil Kryptonians, the same powers as Matzo Ball Soup, and <laughs> also has a personal grudge against his father, Jarrell, said Evil Kryptonians breaking into the Daily Planet and kidnapping Lois and a big fight on the streets of Metropolis, though I was waiting for Soups to kick Jaxer into a Marlboro truck, Marlboro truck, or throw him into a Coca-Cola sign. And even in this, they caused less citywide damage than the final battle of Man of Steel. Sorry, Ryan. Also, I imagine Mala awakens certain feelings for many young people watching the show, regardless of what they identify as, and I don't think I need to explain any further. Overall, I really dug this story. It was great to hear the good Goat Ron Perlman again as different character from Clayface, and I liked how Lois Ron was the one. Ron Perlman's not a goat; he's a human. <laughs> he's that guy. He's Clayface. Clayface is a goat. I liked how Lois was the one who fired the beam, sending the two baddies back to the Phantom Zone. Makes up for the fact that she didn't get away from those falling balconies that she could easily have run away from. Oh well. Boss, biggest bear hugs to the number one podcast host in this year multiverse of ours, James Ur and Bootylicious by Destiny's Child. <laughs> <laughs> like you always get a much like uh. better name. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Praise our Lord and Savior, Dylan Pollock. Keep up the great work on your own podcast. Remember to tell Gab that she rules. And of course, all the awesome sus listeners of this Yappy community of ours. You're all the absolute best. Don't you ever forget that all this YouTube fame has gotten to Bames and Dryan's heads. Being all swanky and recording podcasts in hot tubs while us normies have to work our behinds off doing whatever each of us is individually doing for a living. Perhaps the Yop Tower is right to criticize them. Nah, he's too busy with his new co-host, who I'm fairly certain is just a disguised evil banana man. Until until next week, <laughs> a big old whoosh, I just flew away. I get to stop talking now, Brian. Congratulations. Thank gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're back from the future, and I tell Brian the next episode he tries to predict what it's about. What do you mean tries? It's called well, try. I mean tries. No, it's called I got this one. The Promethean. Just watch this. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. The Promethean. The Promethean. Uh, it's somebody from another planet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Put yourself out. Am there I wrong? Superman. Am I wrong? It's hard to say. Uh, we don't know if he's from a planet. <laughs> do you want me to say it's someone actually? From no, elsewhere? in this, in this, we do actually. You're right. You changed the origin of this character. So yes, <laughs> he is from a different planet. You're Thank right. you. You're right. Thank you. What happened? What does he do? What's he about? Tell you what. As a result, a direct result of his actions, there's going to be a hole blown in a building. Oh man. Again, what a wild guess for a Superman. I'm really good at this. <laughs> well, thanks for playing, Brian. Uh, Do you want me to try to like put some an edge on no, that? Whatever. This podcast episode's over, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you can just stop now. Well, thank you, Dan, as always. Uh, You're welcome. You said you didn't want this to go for two hours. It's only gone for an hour and 48 minutes. So we've kept our bargain, <laughs> part of the bargain. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> oh, thank you for always being so patient with Dan. Yeah. And, and thank you for sharing all the, the cool information. As always, Just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's a fun thing. I, I love this one. I love this one. This I love to hear that. I'll get a message from you every once in a while being like, what episode are you guys on now? Like, <laughs> just interested. Yeah. 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 I no, mean, I, cool. I, I pretty much always want you to be on. So if there's something 
something coming up that's that you've got time for and you want to chat about like well, i'll try i'll try it's always a we'll see you know mm-hmm. you never know what's mm-hmm. around the yeah. corner like yeah. the promethean exactly exactly <laughs> i know exactly what to expect come on <laughs> punch a hole in the building i know i really just like biting my tongue comes like <laughs> <laughs> Well, we salute you. You you <laughs> always win the baldarchy in our hearts, and uh, uh, <laughs> as the as evilest the evilest bald man in the episode. <laughs> Parole revoked. Fortress of Solitude? I mean, it's not exactly lonely up here, though I am the only Kryptonian. Lately, I'm thinking it's better we keep it that way. We were just talking about, is is Pretty Woman, uh, what, what did we say? Oh, uh, woman, My Fair Lady. Yeah, like, we're trying... <laughs> We're trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, essentially, yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. Never thought of it of that before, but yeah, yeah. That's why we have Dan Reba on the podcast to yeah, tell us about Pretty him. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, the prettiest woman. Yes, I believe Hector Elizondo did do a voice for us on something, and I forgot what it was, but Krager. I do remember meeting him. And uh, he's, he's yeah, Krager. he was. He was Who's Crager? What's that? He's Crager in Starcrossed. That's yeah. right. There you go. Bingo. <laughs> I'm like, I keep Brian's here. Who's Krager? I can't tell you who Krager yeah, yeah, is, Brian. Yeah, 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 Come yeah. on. <laughs> but, I'll just but, wait and find out. Shall yes, I? you will. Jump on the Batwagon is hosted by the Watchtower database. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for DC Animated Universe videos on a regular basis. This podcast is edited and produced by yours truly, James Strecker. Musical themes by Kimmy, Cooney, Phoenix, Viltzu, Eric LeBeau, Jordan Blumen, my mother, and of course, my smooth co-host, Brian Brother Broderick Manili. To buy us a yappy beverage and hear your name read in a future episode, or to nab yourself a yappy dude t-shirt, please visit the links in today's show notes. Thank you for supporting the show. You can hear more on today's DCAU episode by checking out our friends over on the DCAU Review and Tim Talk podcasts. Please leave us a five-star review on your app of choice you'll damn well hear it read on the show. If you'd like to reach out to us like the fire hand at the end of The Cat and the Claw Part 2, you can email batwagonpod at gmail.com or leave a comment on the pod tower. New episodes of Jump on the Batwagon are released Fridays on all your favorite podcast feeds and watchtowerdatabase.com. And we'll see you next episode, same pee-pee time, same poo-poo channel.